Good morning. It's 8.44 on a Wednesday morning. This is Kickstart, your new morning routine. We have a packed show, the most packed show we've had in a really long time. Share this video out right now. Let us know what you have going on today. Yeah, we're going to have three guests in today. We're going to have one at 9 o'clock. We're going to have one at 9.30 and then again at 10 o'clock. And it, I feel like these are some guests who are going to be head turners. You know, like it's going to be like, oh my gosh, they have them on their show? Yes. Yes, we do. So be prepared to have your, your head turned right now. That's the first time that um, I think my head be, may be turning in 360s. <laughs> I'll show, but we'll see. Hey, there, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's going on this week, and I'm sure you have a lot of stuff going on in your life as well. You know, yesterday we shared out an article from KHEA Radio, and I hesitated sharing it out, but it's... It's uh, it's it shares some statistics, and I want to get people's thoughts on this. Where it said that that Grubhub, like food delivery drivers, it like a ridiculous amount of them are like trying people's food. Have you ever thought about that before? I I, I dropped a comment underneath like the radio station, but I I put my name behind it. Yeah, I said I only get delicious food, so I don't blame them. You know, like you're like, man, what does that smell? I I can't. I got to. I'm okay with that. So me and you, we both have a past as pizza delivery drivers, right? Yes. Could you ever imagine messing with someone else's food? Oh, my gosh. Kirk no, Casper, you no, did it. Did no, it I never did. I never did. I never <laughs> messed with anybody's food. I promise I never it did. It took way too long. <laughs> Why did you pause there? You were like, hmm. I was thinking about if there was ever an occasion where I would. Yeah. No. I, I would never, ever. It's just interesting. Something to think about. Staple that bag. <laughs> Ask him. Staple the bag, please. Put that in the notes. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. That was Tasha Layton. Love lifting me. You can stream us from anywhere in the world if you download the KHEA Radio app or you can listen right here in Galveston County at 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Guardy. And I'm Kurt. We are on every weekday, 8.30 to 11 a.m. And today is no different. So we're bringing some positivity to the Galveston County and not just to the Galveston County area, but to the world. You know, I wish... I feel I'm I'm no I'm the one who always messes this up because I'm the one who's coming in here at eight twenty five. But some days I wish that we were on even a little bit longer. Like let's say eight fifteen ish. So then maybe we would get on by eight thirty. Oh man, that's a good idea. Right. Are we trying that tomorrow? So tomorrow's Thursday. What do we have going on? Kurt. Eight fifteen ish. Man, you were so mad. Remember whenever we switched from not okay, we used to be nine to eleven. This was like yes. a year ago. We probably made that switch um actually in August. Of last year, right? Right. And you were so mad. I you was. You were so mad. You were like, Guardy, what, what? What are you doing? What's what, 9 to 11 is, is long enough. And I was like, dude, think about how much good we get done in two hours. Imagine if we had two and a half hours. Dang. That would be nuts. So imagine, do you want to start going on at 9? 8? Eight o'clock, I mean? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying eight, if we said 8.15-ish... Then would we be on by eight thirty? You know what I mean, like yeah. if it, mind shift. You know, like hey, it takes us a little bit to get going in the morning. We might have some technical issues or something. So maybe if we said eight fifteen ish, we would be on by eight thirty. That's true. Are, are, are we trying it? That's what I need to know. I need to know. Are we doing this? Are we doing the dang sure, thing? Are we doing do it? it? Let's do it. Let's go. Starting when? Next week. <laughs> you know, it's like the diet here, starts. Here is the on funniest Monday. part. When we were on at nine o'clock, I was here all the time on time because I had to be here by eight thirty. It's underneath, you know, my other responsibilities. But getting here before eight thirty is a little difficult. I don't understand the difference. I wake up every morning. I wake up fifteen minutes earlier every day. 
and yet somehow I still end up here at the same time. It's like working different jobs and with money, Kurt. If you can't manage your money, you can't manage your time, how are you oh, going to manage anything you're, else? You're going to get me on this today! So here's here's the thing. You know, you, it's like, okay, let's say you were working a part-time job, you're working a full-time job, extra money coming in than you had the month before. Okay. And you can still end up with less time, I mean less money, than even whenever you uh, you weren't working the extra job. Right. 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 If you can't manage your money, I'm not surprised if you can't manage your time. Wow. Money can't buy happiness, right? I guess that's what they say. I don't know who they is, but you've heard it from somewhere before. It's 840A. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. What's up, Jamie? What's up, Ree, Michael, and uh, Mandolin, everybody tuning in. Johnny Blade, good morning, sir. Michael Michael Howell, everybody tuning in on our Facebook stream. We appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today, and we would not be able to do this if it was not for you all. So I'm going to ask a huge favor if you could do one thing for me. Uh, just go ahead and share this video out. Maybe tag a friend. Read the description of this video because there is so much going on. And then let us know what you have going on today. But we are excited to be broadcasting live again. Uh, we have about three guests. And Kurt, why should somebody share this video out if they're watching? Somebody should share this video out on Facebook because there's so much content. And one of the things that I want to get going on here, besides that bat, I don't understand why you have still have this Louisville slugger in studio with us. It hanging it out on your shoulder. It feels good. Plus, if our stream is goofing up and it's it's going in and out, I want people to go back and watch this, and I'm not going to have a bat. And then <laughs> it's going to skip forward, and they're going to be like, where did he get a baseball bat from? But, yeah, shout out to Louisville Slugger and this genuine KHEA Radio baseball bat. So why should somebody tune in and share this stream on Facebook, Kurt? And then the other question is, why should they call a friend, tell them to download the app and listen on 99.5 FM? Because there's going to be so much content that we're going to have, and that includes our Talk of Taco event. You know, we've had so many people. That was a week. That was a weak reason. I'm not sold. I'm, the I, may tune off, I may tune off the radio right now. The Talk of Taco cook-off isn't enough for you? You said you said your reason for having somebody share this was because there's so much content. And then you're like, including the Talk of Taco cook-off. Yes, that's it's a weak. good that's a Okay, then what would you tell somebody to share? I'm asking you right now, and then I'll give my, my reason. That was my reason. Just because you love me. I do. No, not you. Oh, okay. Kurt, you do sometimes say that. Like, I, I'm on the phone with him, and he's like, I love you, and I'm like... Okay, so awkward situation is I was actually with Naola, my girlfriend at the time, and yeah. she goes, did you mean to say that? I'm like, is that why she hates me? <laughs> no. Or there, there's probably other reasons, too. <laughs> but it was like, uh, I don't love him the same way that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah, Kurt yeah. always says, like, and he's done it before, where you just kind of like, I don't know, you, you must do that to everybody. It just slips out. It's like a, a reflex, but I don't know. We'll change that subject real quick. <laughs> hey, shout out to Anthony Macaluso, our good friend and, and realtor. There's a, another video that we had filmed that's going to be dropping soon. So shout out to, to Anthony. But he said, hey, you got a strong hat game today, which is actually from Southern Sass Vinyl and more printed for Anthony Macaluso. Realty. Yeah, thank you to both of our partners, Southern Sass Vinyl and More and Anthony Macluso Realty, because they help keep KHEA Radio going. They help uh, fund our, our our radio tower so that we can get the signal going to you. Yeah. Hey, Kurt, I like your koozie today. It's pretty strong. 
Shout out to all the local entrepreneurs out there that are doing big things in the community. If you have something going on and you want to maybe be a guest on our show, hey, reach out to us. I had somebody uh, at the gym yesterday say, hey, I have a buddy and uh, they, they are, they're a doctor in the Houston area. They deal with this and this and this. Would you be willing to have them on a the show? I said, absolutely. Yeah, tell them to to reach out to us. Send us a message on Facebook or email us, khea at khearadio.com. And that's the best way to uh, get a response and we'll be able to get you booked if everything lines up with what we have going on. We were talking yesterday with the United Way of Galveston County Mainland. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff that they're doing and and they asked for KHEA Radio to help out. You know, we're helping them and they're going to, we're going to help them out a little bit as well. And, uh, you know, we were talking like, hey, we have to fill 10 spots at least every week. So we need people to contact us in order to be a guest on our show. Who's a guest that we have not had yet that you would like? Even like a line of work. Car. We've never had a car dealer in here. That's true. Yeah, that'd be fun to have a car dealer. What what kind of stuff would you ask them? Can I have a car? Would they be <laughs> yes? Would they be, a, <laughs> would they be like a salesperson or like who, who from a, like you just say car? Any, you any. just want a car, a literal car to drive in the studio? Car, no, a car dealership or something. You know, like somebody who sells cars. Okay. That's what I want because then I could get a new car. It's all about you, isn't it? No, it's about the listeners. What do you think the listeners want? Not that bad. <laughs> I think the listeners like the bad. I like who doesn't like baseball? Do you not like baseball? When you're shoving that in my face. Okay. Well, I have a baseball bat on my shoulder if you're listening on 99.5 FM. It's really cool and it feels good. I really want to go to a batting cage. Where are the where are the nearest batting cages? I've never been to one here in Texas. I think there's one in Lake City. There I know there used to be one at uh at Put Put Funhouse over there off of NASA near 270, because my buddy Dustin, who is married to Brittany in real estate, which we did a house hunters with her, he used to be a manager of the restaurant whenever we were in high school, which I always thought was really cool. So Dustin was like making bank, you know, whenever we're in like the 10th grade, he was like running the show and he would also give us tokens. Hopefully he'd. I'm not getting him in trouble, you know, 15 years, 16, 17 years later. Kind of like that DoorDash stuff, huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. So, yeah, it's six minutes till 9 o'clock. We have our first guest. She's hanging out outside the studio. It's Gracie Villarreal, I believe. Yes. She's going to be talking about her fitness journey. Fitness is something that is different for everybody. Um, being fit, I feel like, is subjective. What I think of being fit and, you know, a goal may be different from yours, right? Yeah, my being fit is sitting on the couch eating Cheetos. Like, that's that's fit enough for me. As long as you fit on the couch. Because if long you're too I, big on the couch, then it's like, if, hey. If I'm not have to buy in the second seat at, at the air, you know, on an airplane, I'm good. Like, I'm I'm comfortable. You know, like, I, I'm still, I, my, my hiney is still fitting in the chairs. Okay. At the air, you know, in an airplane. I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. Do you remember that story that happened? They were like, hey, if you can't fit within one seat, then you have to buy two seats on an airplane. Do you remember that like big old thing? And then everyone was like, you're fat shaming me. I think I, yeah, I, I remember whenever that was going on. Do you think that's worthy of a, a news story? No, I don't think that is. Well, I guess if you're feeling like. It's worthy of a press release. Yeah, at least a press release. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to buy. Of, I mean, it makes sense. If you are, I don't know, this is a weird topic to get onto, but I understand both sides, but 
if you can't if I can't, if I bought a seat and you bought a seat and I can't fit next to it, you know, then it's it's tough. Right? If you're yeah, if you're hanging over, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you how do you feel about like little kids and babies on airplanes? Don't. Don't take babies on airplanes? <laughs> no, I don't want to Okay, so here's the thing. If I'm in a public space, okay, like other than an airplane. So you're baby shaming me. No, nah, let me get through this. I feel baby shamed. Uh, let me get through this before you baby shame <laughs> it. But if I'm in a public space, like let's say I'm at a, you know, Astros the mall game? or the Astros games, right? Like, and, and there's a little kid okay. who's, you know, upset or like crying or whatever. I have a, a right to get up and move away, right? Like, I can I can get away from that situation if it's bothering me. When you're on an airplane, there's nowhere you can go. You're kind of like in that little tight space, and that's like your family. Like, everyone on there needs to be respectful to each other. And I feel like there are some parents who are good parents. There are some good parents out there, but there's also some really bad parents out there who let their kids do whatever they want. So whether they're kicking the back of, a, of an airplane seat or whatever, but you're family, like, and you need to get along, and everyone needs to be respectful to each other. This is and the I don't weirdest think... family an- uh, analogy, like, uh, I've heard ever. But, but it is. I like, feel like you've heard that from somewhere. No, I'm just saying, like, that's how I feel when I'm in an airplane with somebody, and I want people to be respectful. Because I, can't, I can't get up. And go and remove myself from a situation. Everybody should respect each other in in every situation, right? Yes. So here's the other thing. Okay. So it's not just kids. Think about this. Whoever's sitting next to you has to sit with you in, in your own words, your family, right? Right. I sit with you all the time. There's yes. things that you do that drive me nuts. There's things I do, I'm sure, that drive you nuts. But I don't You're do sniff- it on purpose. Well, you think the baby is? Well, if a baby's hungry and needs a bottle, do you think like, okay, oh, we'll get, oh, you know, there's things that happen. But that's but why like, you take a car or something, not an air. I'm gonna get in so much trouble for saying all this, but that's what I'm saying. So like, let's say we're going to Europe. How am I? We want me to take a boat. Let's go. Let's take a cruise. <laughs> taking taking a boat, taking the baby <laughs> on a boat. No, no. I, I understand. Like I'm, I'm seeing both sides, but it, that's it's hard because on an airplane you can't remove yourself from that situation. You could, you, I guess, you could request to be moved. I don't know. There's, or, there's or some you stuff a, you could do, or you get a private jet and fly yourself. Ooh, there you go. Right, then you don't have to worry about any anything like that, right? Yeah, that's true. So it's eight fifty eight. We're gonna take a quick break. This is ninety nine point five FM. When we come back, we're gonna have a special guest in studio talking about. Their fitness journey. What does that look like? Hey, are you on your own fitness journey? Let us know your story. Maybe you have a, um, you know, some pictures, some before and after. Maybe you have some ideas for a new program you're going to start. Maybe you're looking to come and work out with me. I'm, I've been working out at the Iron Den, having an awesome time. Uh, so hit me up. And then I just had a message from Kayla with uh, PowerFit Meals, and she said quick question and she said never mind i figured it out and i'm gonna say what's up i want to know i want to know what it is anyways so this is 99.5 fm khearadio.com stay tuned awesome and anthony said i can have a sales guy come in from classic and galveston we've been trying anthony to get classic and galveston to bring us a car yeah kurt just wants a car that's literally the only thing he wants and you know you have a car and it's been getting a lot of work, yes. which is good. It's running, and I think you're actually fixing the AC, getting that fixed up, and that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, the Compass, I mean, it's a car that can work. It, it can definitely work. Hey, we never really talked about the Talk of Taco cook-off, so we'll have to get to that later in the show. That's fine. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. Is this good? 
That's perfect. Yeah, you're gonna want to move the microphone just a little bit closer, make sure you're comfortable, and then you know probably talk about like that that far away. You can move it up. Perfect. Okay. So okay, introduce yourself to everybody on Facebook. We're not on the FM yet, but let everybody okay. know what your name is. What do you have going on? My name is Gracie Villarreal, and I'm from Pasadena, Texas, and I'm here to talk about my weight loss journey. Awesome. Um, I've lost about 35 pounds and been able to maintain it for the past two, two and a half years. Cool. So Can you move the mic just a little bit closer to you? Sure. That'd be great. Awesome. Is that good? As close as possible. Let me hear Let me hear you talk. Is that good? That's good. That's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you originally from that, that Pasadena I area? I am. I am. I'm born and raised. So, I, you know, one thing I know about myself is in our area there's so much good food yes and um it's difficult to lose weight whenever there's so many options even you know eating at home when i was a kid we always we had a bunch of fried food my mom you know would fry everything we'd throw chili i love chili and there's a lot of stuff that that you have to change whenever you're trying to do that what was the first step for you i guess to realize like hey i'm gonna do something different um honestly it wasn't until i was Later in my adulthood, I was 35. I had just finished graduate school. I worked full time. I worked nearby, actually, at the University of Houston Clear Lake. And thankfully, they have a um, health clinic there for students and staff. And so they were hosting a open house. And um, part of their open house was um, providing free blood pressure checks. And so I decided to participate in that. And that's really what kicked off this journey. My blood pressure was sky high. I was recommended to take it on a daily basis by the nurses there and then to go to the doctor and discuss those readings. And so I did that. I documented my my blood pressure results on a daily basis, and they they were pretty high. When I got to the doctor, um, he pretty much gave me an ultimatum. He said, either you lose the weight if you don't want to take any blood pressure medication or be prepared to do that. And so I was scared, disappointed, disappointed. frustrated with myself and I decided to make that change yeah and and so go ahead. sorry That's okay. I, I was just gonna say and then you started working out and you started working out where yes I started working out um, at a local studio in Pasadena called the happy fit studio and I decided to partake in their um, weight loss challenge which was a three-month challenge three months three months is that kind of intimidating it seems like a long time it is and it was at first but thankfully um, the personal trainer there was really really good very supportive very patient as, as he continues to be and that's what tremendously changed my lifestyle so what kind of launched you in the in that different direction was going and getting your blood pressure checked seeing yes. these readings are not good right right and in Here's the thing that's interesting about blood pressure. I've gone to the doctor, you know, for normal checkups or like, hey, I got something going on in my knee. And they, they do your your normal checks. I don't know what good blood pressure looks like. And I they always like take the readings and I'm like, is that good? You know, is that right. bad? Because it just doesn't make sense to right. me. Right. But I get, you know, just listening to them. And right. And then like I was researching yourself. Right. And there's like um, those um, blood pressure checks that you can do like at HEB, the, the machines. And they kind of give you a range. Like and, this is normal. Right, that this is normal. And so um, so that has been helpful for me um, when the doctor told me that I needed to check um, and keep documentation of my blood pressure check, my blood pressure um, readings. Um, he was able to discuss with me what, what's supposed to be normal range. I got you. Okay. And so then you started you started uh, looking for a place to work out, started working with, uh, what is it called, Happy Fit Gym? Happy Fit Studio. It's Happy Fit Studio <laughs> and took a three-month challenge. Yes. Was that a shock? Like, what was different about normal life and then getting into that that challenge? Well, 
prior to that challenge, I started walking daily, and then I took Zumba classes there. They offered Zumba classes. So that's what that's what kind of helped me to really set off and, and, and accept that challenge. But um, it was difficult, difficult in the sense that I had to put myself first when it came to time. I worked full time. Um, afterwards, usually I'm tired. I didn't want to do anything. But because of what happened with my blood pressure scare, I had to make sure that I made that time um, start getting dedicated to to fitness. Yeah. And um, started going three times a week. Started with doing that once an hour. What time would you challenge. go? In the morning or in the um, In the afternoons. Yeah. But, um, there was no way during that time that I could do it in the morning, mm-hmm. considering my, my work schedule. And that's what's really hard. A lot of us work full time. We have kids. We have things going on. So how do you fit in an extra hour when you can be doing something else? Right. Um, and that was really, really hard. Um, but because of that scare and because I was determined not to be put on medication, um, I was able to do it. Okay, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of, ex- I, I hate to call them excuses because they're valid reasons <clears throat> saying, hey, well, what am I supposed to do with my kids? Right. You know, what time I have work? Do I have to readjust my life? Am I going to get less sleep? I can't go to sleep early. I just want to sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. There's all kinds uh, of things. That was me. Trust me. My husband, really, he was the one that encouraged me early on. I have to give him credit. I would come home um, after work. I, then I would study when I was in, you know, school and then i would just watch tv eat nachos or whatever and and then go to sleep yeah so i completely understand so you started working for an hour three times a week uh what did those workouts look like um well it's i know that you're doing something at a little local gym too so it's something very similar well he stopped he's he's back to sitting on the couch no you're not i'm not (laughs) 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 so um Part of it consists of um, some cardio training, um, strength training, and that's, uh, the the combination of that is really what helped me. Cool. Okay, so th- the other question I have is, and we've, we've heard some different uh, different opinions on this, but what did your diet look like in, before, and then how did that change? Okay, before you heard me mention about the nachos, I would constantly go out to eat during lunch because I didn't have time to cook and if I did my cooking it's not great <laughs> if you were just like what were you cooking what were you cooking <laughs> I love making like enchiladas um but they're not that good is what you're saying. Well, I think they're good but it seems like my husband always puts extra seasoning or whatever so <laughs> oh yeah everybody's that's the different. worst when you cook for somebody and then they go hey can I get more salt and I'm like you don't need no more salt it tastes good as is <laughs> or in the, during breakfast you know Scrambled eggs. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I thought my, I think my scrambled eggs are pretty good. Actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you sometimes need a little bit more salt. Right. I uh, tend to overseason, but you so know, nobody you just, does that. You, you to both my food. hit on something really important. It's the salt, right? Sometimes we don't realize how much salt we put, or whenever we go out to eat, how much salt there's in those different foods. <sighs> which she's causes... gonna pull out the salt, just like Doctor Chapa did with oh, the did? sugar yesterday, and just start. <laughs> But it's so true. It is so true. Is salt bad for you? Like too much? No. Ab- you know, we need it. I mean, you go to a doctor and you talk to to, to them about that. They'll let you know that, that you need it. But um, at a really high concentration, absolutely. And that's one of the factors into, you know, having blood, high blood 
blood pressure. Yeah, I think with the salt, can't that make you like retain, like feel bloated right. and weight? Absolutely. And it will cause other problems. You'll get headaches, you'll start feeling you're crampy and you'll start feeling crappy. Sure. Um yeah. and so that really plays out into your day and how you act with people. Yeah. You but know, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, salt I know in the past I'm just like, man. My face looks like a perfect circle. Like, why do I feel like I'm just all like, you know, and it's sometimes like, oh, I had a lot of salt. I love popcorn. Popcorn was like my thing. I haven't had it in a while, but, you know, with like the salt and the butter and everything else and you can just eat it forever. That's one thing Dr. Chapa says, like it's empty calories. There's calories in there with the butter, but you're not getting it. There's no nutritional value. Kind of like with sugar. Right. Right. So we have 25 seconds left and we're going to go on the FM as well. We'll reintroduce you and keep talking about this. If you're listening on Facebook, if you're watching um, let us know what you have going on. Are you on a fitness journey? Are you looking to make a change? I see Solian was asking about a place to work out. So Solian, I know that you live in the, um, like in that, maybe the San Leon Dickinson area, but there's, there has to be a place close to you. There's five seconds. Here we go. I just want to eat tacos. <laughs> this is KGA radio 99.5 FM. This is kickstart. I apologize for, for Kurt over there. He's just. No, not professional at all. But I just want to eat tacos. I just want to eat tacos. I'm sorry. I was just thinking of tacos. All right. Well, we have a, a special guest in studio, and we have a bunch of friends and family that are watching on Facebook. So thank you to you. Good morning, Danny Lee and Michelle and Robin. Shout out to Axe Masters in League City. We appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. So we have uh, Gracie Villarreal. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. So there's some cool stuff that you have going on, and we've touched we've touched on this a bit on our <laughs> Facebook stream. But let everybody know one more time. Okay. Um, you know where you're from and what kind of journey you've been on. Okay. Um, so I'm from Pasadena, Texas. Originally born and raised there. Lived all there all my life, and can't see myself moving. I love that area, all Southeast Houston. Um, I started my fitness journey about two and a half years ago. And it started off with a health scare. Um, I had high blood pressure issues. Thankfully, they were um, caught at the time that they were. And I've lost about 35 pounds um, and been able to maintain it over the past two and a half years. And how I've been able to do that is by changing my diet and really dedicating myself to physical fitness. I attend on a regular basis a local studio there in Pasadena called the Happy Fit Studio. Um, so I'm a member there, and I go three to five times a week, once an hour. And then you were actually featured in a magazine recently. Is that That's kind of where we saw this. Yes, that's right. Um, Voyage Houston. Um, I did a piece with them t- talking about the same thing, about my fitness journey, and just giving some, some feedback about my experiences, what I've learned. Um, and so my hope is that in sharing this, having opportunities like this, that if somebody's out there, they just went to the doctor or – they're really wanting and considering to change their lifestyles that perhaps in listening to my story, I can help motivate them. Yeah. What, what have you learned? Oh, well, definitely to be patient I, with myself. Um, because when you go on a journey like this, you're not going to lose 20, 25 pounds in a month. Mm. You have to give yourself time. That's the wish and the hope, though. That's what right. we want. That's just society today, right? That, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In the world of fast food, of you know, you're able to access things so quickly. Same thing for yourself. You're wanting to make that change, and I still want to continue to lose some weight. I've I've lost so much. I've been able to maintain. It. I thank God for that. Um, but you have to learn to be patient, and if if you learn to do that, then everything kind of trickles, and and it's able to make you successful in that. Yeah. Whenever you first went into that three month challenge, did you 
did you have the hope? You're like, well, we'll see what happens. Or were you kind of skeptical? I don't know if it's going to work. Or, hey, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in this first month. Let's go. Like, and, and I guess, how did you learn the, the patience? I was skeptical. I thought first, that my, I will never forget my first session. I, I really put all the effort in, but I started throwing up. I was hot. I started throwing up. Like my body, I feel like, like my legit bo- throwing yes, up. Yes, I. Okay. Yes, I went around the corner, and I just, I was just like, "What is happening?" We've been there. <laughs> well, we didn't actually, but we we went and ate at Abuelos before we went and did a workout at Sanctuary oh, Gym. Okay. Worst decision of our lives. Yeah. So you kind of understand. Never hurt so much. <laughs> well, then we st- I stopped pushing myself as hard, and then he was like, "We're in it on battle ropes." Shout out to Jonathan over there at the Sanctuary Gym. Yeah, great, great <laughs> people, and, and friends with him and, and Cassidy are running that. And okay. so we're like doing. I mean, we're pushing a sled. Right. It's going. Right. It's going. Uh, the row machine from station to station, body weight, kettlebell. TRX. I'm sure all, all of that. Yeah. I died. Same. I. That was the last time I worked out. Well, no, because I worked oh, out no. at Sammy Grace Fitness. But you weren't really working out. He I was wasn't kinda really. Like, I, got, I got some. <laughs> but then I hurt. Just... Like the last two times I've worked out, and this is why I don't work out. Like I was like brutally in pain. Will you go to Sammy Grace Fitness with me tomorrow? No. You should. You should. <laughs> last time I just went, I do died. a little bit, just a little bit of time. But so that first time, I just threw up, and so afterwards, I was sore. I said, I don't know if I want to feel like this again. Um, but I went back to what I kept in mind was blood pressure. Either I'm going to lose it and really focus on this, really, really make that change, or, hey, you know what's going to happen. Take medication. And, you know, that in itself is going to cost me extra money, right? So do I right. want to invest in medication or do I invest in something that's going to help me not only lose weight but improve the quality of my life? In the long run. Right. And sure. so um, so I kept going. And um, a lot of the exercises in the beginning were modified because I couldn't really jump rope either. You know, the last time I had jump rope was probably like an elementary intermediate. So you can only imagine I was like, you know, jumping twice for one, you know, one rope swing. And so I was I felt embarrassed. Not that they made me feel embarrassed. I felt embarrassed because I couldn't do something as simple as jumping rope. So um, that's really what what gave me the drive and, and continues to give me the drive. Was it just working out or what was your food regimen as well? Oh, thank you. Going back to the food. So things that I had to change that hurt was no more enchiladas like every other day, no more quesadillas every other day or tacos or things of that nature. But at the same time, I'll take tacos, for example, because I love tacos. I mean, I have workout shirts that have tacos. Take me to tacos. Feed me. I'm here for the tacos. I love tacos. (laughs) Of course. yeah. (laughs) But, you know, if you think about it, you can make a taco um, to be healthy, such as perhaps a corn tortilla with some grilled chicken, not a lot of salt and some lettuce, tomatoes, that in itself. I consider to be healthy. So it was slowly learning how to eat the right foods um, through guidance from my personal trainer, doing some research um, with that ties. Also, when you're trying to lose weight, um, controlling those portions. Portions. And that is something, too, that I I had to to really learn. Because when you go out to eat, I can remember there were times my husband and I would go out to eat and i would order let's say i don't know a steak dinner and he would order something that's a little bit lighter not that he don't like steak because he loves steak and the waiter would come or waitress would come and would often switch the plate yes and he was like no that one's for her i got the salmon (laughs) she had the steak and lobster with the baked potato um i had that happen all like if my wife orders soda and i usually drink water like she may get a Sprite or something right. like that. And they're like, oh, it's Sprite for him. And I'm like, actually, mine's the water. Can I have a lemon? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just weird. It's funny. but 
So, I mean, that's just an example of my eating habits prior to all of this. And so do I have steak now? Yeah, but I won't have like the big steak. I'll have, you know, a couple of bites. Well, I have baked potato. Absolutely. But I may switch it to the sweet potato. Sure. So are you doing like a, because I see Michael on here, on here watching on our Facebook stream, said he's been on keto since May 9th and he's lost, man, a lot of weight. Are you doing anything like a like a lower carb or like a, what kind of uh, balance? I'll be really honest with you. I'm not following any type of specific um, diet or diet trend. That was one of the first things soon after I started losing maybe about 15, 20 pounds and you started really seeing a difference. I would have friends and family ask me, what pills are you taking? What diet are you taking? Are you drinking certain tea? Or, and um, I would say, no. I, I said, I, I'm going to working out on a daily basis. Well, not a daily basis, but as I sure. mentioned, three to five times a week um, during the challenge, it was three times. And the portion control and eating the right foods. If you were to do some research and look at the food pyramid, if you really incorporate what one is supposed to, the, the amounts of fruits and veggies, um, protein, that in itself, if we really follow something like that then and incorporate all that physical fitness, you will start losing weight. Now, I will have to say that, of course, your calorie count will have to decrease, um, but it's not, it shouldn't, I, I feel, from my experience, drastically, that's going to put you into shock. But it's those portion controls. That's, that's one of the things that you're really going to, learn about if you're wanting to, to yeah yeah portion control is is pretty important and whenever i was doing uh so i'm doing a six video like vlog with the iron den they have a six week challenge i actually completed it but it's all filmed and so they're okay. just releasing so there there's two there's one yes friday, i saw those two right. and there's one dropping on friday but i used a meal prep place called power fit meals mm -hmm. and that kind of even if you can't use it all the time, I feel like meal prep is good for lunch, whether you're doing it yourself or, or you know, you have somebody else do it for you. Right. Because there's like a limited box. Right. And it also gets you used to, hey, this is how much food I should right. be eating. Right. That visual. That yeah. visual. I think that's important. I'm such a visual learner. So that visual when it comes to those types of meals, I know um, by my work just down the street um, is a, a place similar to that. And so I'll go during lunch instead of going to you know, pizza plays or Popeye's or whatever, you know, I'll go. Of course, yeah. And because of that, because it's portion controlled, the calories, and for me, the salt intake. I look at how much salt. Mm -hmm. um, only because of my blood pressure issue history. Yeah. So I know you had mentioned that that's why you started, you know, high blood pressure. And you said the alternative to, you know, exercising, working out is taking pills. Right. I mean, what else can high blood pressure lead to? Oh, strokes, heart attacks, um, things of that nature. And so if you think about if, if you were to not make those changes and experience something like that, strokes and, and heart attacks can lead to sometimes to paralysis. Wow. And so, um, you know, all of that stuff is scary. And I definitely didn't want to um, potentially put myself in a place that would could cause something like that. Yeah, making this change in your life have you seen um, other people be motivated by you? Have you been an inspiration to others? At least people tell you that. Yes, they have. And um, one that I'm not good with compliments or how to take them, right? Because all, a big portion of my life I was overweight. But it makes me feel good. And again, I'm going to go back to, to what I said. If I'm able to share my story and I'm able to influence somebody, keep them motivated or help them to start get motivated to make those changes so that they're able to lose weight. They're able to make those changes so that they don't have to take any medicine, hopefully. 
um, then I feel like I've I've done something really good. Yeah. Have you had anybody come up to you and be like, oh, you're so, I don't know, not, I had this happen to me from somebody and be like, oh, you just drop weight so, so easily. That's the only reason, you know, man, you're so lucky. And it's like, well, obviously you're not there with me when I'm waking up at early in the morning or right. late at night and meal prepping and doing that other stuff. Have you had anybody come up to you and be like, man, you're so lucky that this happens for you. And it's like, actually, I busted my tail like really hard. Or- right, right. I have. And I share the same things that, that you just mentioned where I tell them it's it's that dedication. You you're, you have to learn to be persistent, consistent, and dedicated um, on top of being patient. And I would say, although all that's important, going back to nutrition, we're there working out, you know, X number of hours per week, but it's that nutrition that's a bigger factor um, into all of this of, of losing weight. Yeah. We, we had somebody in last last year who said something along the lines of like, man, we, we question the nutritional facts of a shake, but we never question the nutritional facts when we're going through McDonald's. And it always kind of like stuck out to me a little bit like, huh, you know, we're going to we're going to criticize a shake, right. you know, if it's healthy or not for right. our body. But we don't do that when we're driving through the, the drive through at McDonald's. Right. I think marketing plays a big factor with that. Um, if you look at some of these corporations that sell fast food, although I will have to give credit, there are sometimes that they, well, they will have what's supposed to be considered healthy options, right? Right. But I think marketing plays a huge factor into fast food, into making things just convenient. Um, they're popping up everywhere as they have been. Um, I used to eat that all the time. I can't tell you since me changing the last time that I, I went to McDonald's, and if I have, it's probably to get some coffee, um, and I'm not saying that that I wouldn't go back and should that be my only option, let's say I traveled somewhere and I, because McDonald's are everywhere, right? Yeah. This is an example um, that I wouldn't get a salad, right? But I'm not going to load it up with, you know, fried nuggets or whatever, you know? Um, I, hey, earlier you mentioned some, some stuff about your husband, you know, being a, um, you know, a big help. Has he been? Right. Has he been eating healthy with you and kind of just still been that motivation throughout this whole yes, journey? Yes, he's one of my big supporters in all of this. Um, everybody, I would say, in my family has their preferences of working out, and I I definitely have seen that we all take different routes. For me, what works is going to this workout studio that I mentioned. For him, he prefers to work out at home. So he has something like a Bowflex. Yeah. He has free weights, things of that nature. That's his preference, and that's what's working for him. My daughter, she um, works out at a different gym, and she's also a lifeguard. So that in itself is very much physical activity. And so, um, but yes, he has been a great supporter and um, he definitely has made changes himself in his eating habits. You know, Gardy, the other day, we have a pool at at my apartment complex and I usually don't go to the pool. I don't know why. I always thought growing up, if I had a pool, I would use it every day. And now I have one and I barely use it because I'm so busy. But it was last Friday, I believe, I went and actually used the pool and it was a great time. You know, I, I had a blast, me, me and Naola, we, we went swimming, and I felt like it was a workout, you yeah. know, it was great. And so, Your swimming. body was probably like, thank goodness, <laughs> swimming is good, you <laughs> know? Some kind of physical activity. Yeah, <laughs> the you. only physical activity I've ever it had. It is, it's and it's supposed to be, from what I've heard of it, it's supposed to be lighter on the joints. So, yeah, I'm sure you got a great workout and having fun while you were doing it. Yeah, my my kids they really like to swim. I have two, uh, you know, a six year old and a, and a two year old, and so my parents have a pool, and so we've we've gone over there a couple times, and it's that's a workout, just like 
following them and <laughs> making sure they're okay. Right. And so I was like chasing them and, and trying to teach my son how to swim. And my daughter, it's like, you're two years old. Why are you, how are you able to do this? But um, yeah, staying active doesn't have to be necessarily busting it out of the gym. Right. Absolutely not. You heard me say earlier, I started with walking at, at my local park. And Zumba, <laughs> what is that? Zumba. It's like a dance cardio type of class. And so there's music and um, the moves that they incorporate uh, mimic dancing. Um, so that's something that I enjoyed. Um, I did some cycling classes. They offered that too as well. Um, our current sessions do incorporate some cycling. So that that's also something that's really good for your health. Um, so I'm really open, although my my concentration is going to these classes. Now, whenever we take um, family trips, we often go hiking. And so that I had never done up until recently. So um, my husband and I are planning to go out to Big Ben in October. And so it's beautiful out there. We've been once already. And so that's we try awesome. to incorporate physical activity anytime that we can Definitely. as a family. So that's important, too. Yeah. 3BQ, Perry Brooks said, guarding kids are a workout. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially when they're little. You're running around chasing them. Absolutely. Definitely. So right now it is 924. We have about uh, two or three minutes left here speaking with Gracie Villarreal about her fitness journey and how things have gone, you know, in these past couple years. Do you have anything else you'd like to share that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I would say don't give up. Um, you always also want to um, get the okay from your doctor anytime you're going to start a new diet, physical fitness challenge. Um, I, I, what I liked about this journey too is that, um, and I'm sure that others that visit their doctors would do the same, is that they will take their, get blood um, checks, blood work checks. And so you can use that as a baseline and you will be just amazed if you really truly dedicate yourself, the changes. So not only do you see a physical change, but you're also seeing a change internally. So you'll start seeing the decrease, you know, in the cholesterol and sugar and things of that nature. Yeah. Are those changes, like the changes in your body and, and physically, mentally, is that kind of almost addicting? Oh, absolutely. The The best way I can describe it mentally is that there's this clarity for yeah. me. And I love it. And it's something that I continue to want. And that's also what drives me. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So- Right now it's 925. Again, Gracie Villarreal is here in studio. If somebody was looking to find that that article Voyage Houston put out, yes, is Voyage, there a way for them to find that? Yes. Um, you can go to voyagehouston.com and you can do search Gracie Villarreal um, and you should be able to find me. You can also search it by Pasadena and you'll see me pop up as well. It was recently published about a month ago. Um, so, yep, absolutely. You can read more about that um, in their website. Awesome. And is there anything else you'd like to share? Maybe some inspiring words to somebody who is like, man, I'm, I'm on the couch. I can't do that. Maybe my blood pressure is high. I don't know. I'm scared to even go to the doctor and check. You know, maybe they, they don't think that they can um, that they can start that journey. Is there anything you'd right. like to say? Yes. You're not alone. Don't give up. And if you're one that believes in God and prays, do that. Because faith is a big part of this, too. Every time I go work out prior to working out, I take a few minutes and I pray. I pray that I don't get hurt. I pray that I can can do the workout. I pray for my workout peers, for my trainer, um, and obviously for my family that they continue to be also healthy. But going back to, to what you mentioned, don't give up. Um, that's the big thing. Um, stay dedicated. Be consistent. Um, and find a, a gym if that's what the route you want to take where you feel comfortable, where you're able to find somebody that's um, certified, a certified personal trainer. 
um, that can join you in your journey so that you can learn from them. And then they become like a family. Absolutely. It's pretty neat how that happens. Absolutely. We, I love going to where I'm at, and that's a big piece of this is that we've been able to establish friendships. Um, we encourage each other, and I, that's just amazing. It's golden to me. Yeah, sometimes if you walk into a new place, you're like, oh, are they looking at me? Are they judging me? I don't know. But you'd be surprised because you just start talking to people like, hey, what's up? You know, what do you do? And then right. you, you get to know each other and nobody's like wanting you to fail. You right. know, everybody's going to be rooting each other on. You know, if you're if you're at the right place and it, that's Absolutely. the way it should be. And the other thing that I love about my gym is that a lot of us have gone through our, our own journey, including the trainers. So you see their before and after pictures. And that's just amazing. They're an example of themselves. You could, you'll see them working out as well. And I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And again, um, you know, if anybody is close to the Pasadena area, come and visit us at the Happy Fit Studio. They're off of Spencer, 7407 Spencer. Tell them that Gracie sent you. Yes. Thanks again for the opportunity. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Coming up next is Elevation Worship. We're going to take a quick break on the FM. Whenever we come back, we're going to be talking about taxes. This is KHEA Radio.com 99.5 FM. I'm pretty sure we're talking about taxes, <laughs> if I'm if I'm correct. But Kurt, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Whenever he tells me, it's coming up next. It was so nice meeting you. It was nice to meet and you, Gracie. Again, giving you the opportunity. So it's a it's a Louisville Slugger oh, okay. that we got like two days ago. <laughs> so we we're excited about it, and it just feels good. It makes me want to go to the batting cage, and I just like I don't know. It's just nice. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Fabulous. What's your name? Cheryl Johnson. Cheryl Johnson. Yeah. My name is Gardy. Hey, Gardy. <laughs> Michael Howell said, taxes, yuck. Oh, I hate taxes, too. <laughs> You're being served. I'm being served. All right. <laughs> what is it? I... This is the application that they had to fill out for, to get the award. Oh, it took us two years. Oh, my goodness. Two years? Yeah. It took us two years. years. I can't even... And that doesn't count it. the CD of all the policies that we included with it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, this that's proof that we work in your in your tax office. Close up. This thing is bigger than my face. No, it's not. Your face. I feel like Wilson. <laughs> you look like Wilson. <laughs> so hey, if you're tuning in, I'm gonna get this back to you because that's a lot of. <laughs> and I'm scared. What's in there? Okay. So we have Good Cheryl freeze. Johnson hanging out with us in studio. We're going to be switching it up a bit. Um, and you're going to have to fill me in on exactly, because I, I, I said something about taxes, I, I, but I'm not sure exactly the scope and the topic of everything we're talking about. Okay. So what do you do on a daily basis? I am the county tax assessor collector. And in that capacity, we provide motor vehicle titling and registration services, Texas Parks and Wildlife titling and registration services, collect property taxes, um, issue county permits for beer, wine, and alcohol. Um, basically, we take people's money. Is that a good thing? Don't people get upset? Like, hey, no, why are you taking my money? But, well, it's we just take care of it. We're kind of like a bank. It's not okay. our money. It is your money. And then I kind of tend to nag all the local governments um, to and the state leaders to spend it very wisely because it's not their money, it's your money. Okay, Kurt told me that money buys happiness. Is that true? I think it, it makes, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> I, I think it makes it easier to but to make your life easier, but it definitely doesn't make you happy. See, I made a post today on my personal page and I, and I quoted money can't buy happiness. Yeah. And I said, but then why do I feel so happy when there's money in my bank account? <laughs> 
And I told them it's because you, you aren't spending it on anything. You're not buying anything. It's sitting in your bank account. So you're actually maybe saving. <laughs> yes. Saves your happiness. Yes. Because you spend it and you have no money. I'm glad we're talking about this subject and you didn't hear that she's in charge of title and registration for vehicles. You told me that yesterday. I remember that. Part. And I got a little concerned that you're going to say, hey, my, my buddy Kurt went six months without paying his registration. Oh, shame on you. Okay, but when I was on the DMV board many years ago, the governor, uh, the legislature broke the Department of Transportation, apart from motor vehicles. And the governor appointed me to be the tax assessor collector representative on that board initially. And so I vice chair for a while. And one of the things that bothered me the entire time I had been in the tax office, so for like nine years, I had been trying to make online registration of an expired registration. And they kept, they, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. So that was my sole goal. I'm going to get online registration for expired um, tags. And we got it. You know, it's it's a little bit more difficult to get a registration sticker now than it was before. You have to prove who you are, um, and it, it's it's really not a bad thing because there's a lot of car theft that goes on, and there's a lot of people stealing vehicles, paper paper wise stealing vehicles. From so there's people. a method. There's a method to the madness. Yes, there's there reasoning is. for it. Yes. Other than it's like, well, you used to just be able to get it in the mail, pay, you know, do what you got to do, and now you got to go in, prove this, and and it's a bunch well, of different stuff. you don't really have to go in, but we love to see our customers. So come <laughs> on in. What have I been doing wrong then? <laughs> I'm doing, so we got 10 seconds. We're going to go on the FM. We'll reintroduce you, and then we're going to learn about all that paperwork over there. So here okay. we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. It's 9.32 on a Wednesday morning. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. We have Ms. Cheryl Johnson in studio. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm great. Good. I'm great. Uh, doing good. It's, it's a beautiful day in Galveston County. It's a good day to make sure you're current on your taxes, right? Yeah, it's a good day. Yes. And actually, this is the last day to pay your final quarter installment. So thank you for making that possible. We don't want anybody to pay penalties and interest. It's bad enough they have to pay taxes. Wait, what did I do wrong? I feel I hear penalty. That's for I hear taxes. Uh, what am I doing wrong? It's for a business, right? I need to pay the something. quarterly. Um, no, the quarterly we actually got expanded um, with disaster installments many, many years ago. So it used to be only seniors and, and disabled persons could pay quarter installments without penalty and interest. And then they added disabled vets and the spouses of disabled vets. And there's disaster installments whenever the governor declares a disaster. Well, hmm. it used to be only for single family residences and small income producing properties. And so we went to the legislature in 2009 after Hurricane I can change that. And now anybody who suffered any damage in any way um, can make take advantage of the quarter pay. And we'll be, we've been doing that for the last couple of years in Galveston and we'll offer it again for 2019 taxes. All right. Makes so it easier. A, that's a benefit to the residents. Absolutely. Okay. So so what is your area? Is it all of Galveston County? Yes. Okay. And how did you get involved and, and started down this path to end up here today? Well, long story, and I'll, I'll keep it very short. 25 years ago, my children were in public school and they were changing things and I didn't like it. And so I went to the school board and they ignored me. They kind of patted me on the head and say, you know, you have a problem, go talk to the legislature or whatever. So I don't like being um, like patted on the head and sent away. So I ran for school board, couldn't find anybody else to do it. So I did that for six years. And that, but I hate politics, the, 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 the backstabbing, the, the horrible nastiness associated with it. So I got out for a while. We built our house in Galveston County, and so I couldn't serve in Clear Creek again anyway, and um, got llamas. Um, those critters give you 15 minutes warning before they spit on you, unlike <laughs> typically the media and, um, you know, and <laughs> reporters and people. So um, it was really kind of nice to be out of it. But then I saw a real need. I saw Paul Bettencourt in Harris County helping people um, being the anti-tax tax collector. And so I thought, I can do that. I, I can do that. And so I feel like it's a real mission for me 
to represent the interests of the common person. Is this a voted position? Yes, sir. Okay. And how long have you been serving? I was elected in 2004, so since January 1st, 2005. Wow. So you must be doing a great job. Well, I'd like to think I'm doing a great job. <laughs> the voters are, are, they have spoken, right? Yes, they have. Okay. Cool. So, Kurt, you know, whenever it comes to Galveston I'm County scared. taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Do like, I look like somebody to be scared of? Come on. Well, it's because I've, I've hidden from stuff in the past, and I don't want it to catch up to me. Well, well today is the day, as there's a bunch of paperwork over there. So what what is that? Okay, and I don't <laughs> know if you can see it. I don't know. Okay, so this is... I'm getting served. <laughs> not, again. Is, not, not again. Not again. <laughs> this is our application for the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles. When I was on the board, we established standards. So when, no matter where you live in Texas, when you walk into a county tax office, the experience should be the same. Mm. And so we were trying to do that, and then we wanted to recognize taxes, tax offices that do a good job um, because we touch people so many different times. So... Um, after I was off the board, they came up with this uh, quality performance award program. And so they implemented it in 2018. And the second year of it now, there's 13 counties, and Galveston is one of them, that have been awarded either the gold, bronze, or silver or bronze award. Now, we got the silver, which means we achieved the bronze. And so I've been telling them that I want both of my awards. And so finally on Monday, the executive director of the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles will come down and give us our award for outstanding performance, um, protecting against fraud, providing good customer service to our citizens, training our employees, which is one of my proudest things, is taking somebody who's never done much of anything other than graduate from high school, teach them good customer service mm. skills, teach them something that will give them an opportunity to grow and we have people that started as temps in my office who are now leading branches and in top level chief deputy positions and that does my heart good that we're growing leaders you know i've been um into the i think it's in texas city i've been to we that one, one. There. yeah i've been to that place and i was kind of shocked because usually when i go to like a dmv to get my driver's license like i'm there like you better you better cancel your entire day right <laughs> right you know like it better you you better just be ready to yes. be there all day long like take a sick day or something you know to go to the dmv to do something that you're required to do but i was there in a, out in like 15 minutes awesome it was great there what was time no, did you go like during the lunch hour even wow. you know like it was awesome. I was like, wait, I don't have to cancel my entire afternoon? Like, I have free time, you know? Let's go. When yeah. I posted on Facebook that I was going to be on your show today, somebody wrote and said, well, you know, I was in your League City office, and that is a busy, busy, busy office all the time. He said I was there, and they actually seemed to appreciate the fact that I came in. And so we do. We call our customer. Or you are a customer. You're not just a taxpayer. And we ask for the next guest to, to come, you know, to be waited on. And, you know, we're here to serve you. Wow. The one thing that I was disappointed on. Here we go. <clears throat> I went six months without updating my registration, which is my fault. I kept, like, you know, holding off. And once I missed, I was like, man, I missed. I got to go into the office to do this. Finally, I was just like, well, let me try to do it online, you know, mm -hmm. and see if it works. So, yeah, it worked. Where I could do it online. I was a little behind, but I still paid. Excellent. But I was kind of disappointed because they still sent me my February 20 number yes. instead of like the, you know. June. June number. <laughs> I was one of those know? people that thought, yeah, well, if I just wait until the first of the next month, then I'll get to bump it out a little bit. But no. What, what the way that the state <laughs> approaches it is 
you were driving that vehicle on the roads. We know you were driving that vehicle on the road. So um, since you had the use of the vehicle, we're going to charge you for the registration. No did, benefit to wait. Did it used to be that way? It was always it that was way. It's always the same way? Yeah, and I've tried to cheat too. You remember when they did this one sticker program yeah. where, um, you know, now you have to go get your car inspected and you know, your registration at the same time. And I could get my registration was every 12 months no matter what. But the inspection, I could kind of play it out. So I was like six months difference on the two of them. Well, the state guy got clued in on that real quick. So now you can't renew your registration without the inspection. But it's one sticker. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks of these things. Like, I thought I was the worst person in the whole wide no, world. No, no. We Just, have a lot of people that... I mean, you're like, up there, but you're not the worst. Okay, I'm, I'm in the top, like, 15%, right? Like, yeah. come on. There you go. <laughs> so, so you've been serving since 2004 in this position, right? Yes. So what are some things that you have seen change or you've kind of led the charge on that you're the most proud of? Oh, gosh, I'm so proud of so many different things. The disaster installments, as I told you, we got that through. Um, very recently, we managed to get – it was like a – 10-year effort to get property taxes reduced and there's been little things along the way that have happened but this year actually the state stepped up they're going to be paying their fair share of school district funding and every single homeowner who and, and everybody pays school property taxes will see a tax break um i'm st and so sb2 and hb3 were really really big pieces of legislation and there are a lot of appraisal reforms in there i teach people how to protest their classes because i really how to protest their values i really don't like taxes and I don't want you to spend any more money on taxes than you need to because we're better with your money in the economy spending it in businesses rather than spending it on your government so you um, said so we've really fought a long time for tax relief and, and we're, we're gonna get something meaningful this time how does Galveston County rank against some of the other counties in Texas whenever it comes to like the amount of taxes people are paying and the we're lower than many um, so it, I've all there's 68 different governments in Galveston County. So some of them tend to be high and some of them are very low. Um, I'd say the governments here do a very good job of, of holding the line on taxes, but then they have me out there nagging them about it. So what can they do? <laughs> Cheryl, there's a lot of new houses coming in, yes. especially in this area. Yes. That means property values going up. Yes, what does sir. that mean for taxes for property owners it, in those areas? The way that the appraisal districts value properties is they define neighborhoods. And typically a neighborhood is, number one, a school district. And then it's you'll, you'll see the new subdivisions on I-45, that particular subdivision. So as people come in and they buy houses, then it affects everybody in the neighborhood's values. And so um, in a brand new subdivision, it's a little bit hard um, to keep your values low because you have so much activity going on. But the appraisal districts are using mass appraisal, so they're making assumptions about everybody's property. And like I live in a custom neighborhood, but we were kind of built at the low end of the house. We built the house all by ourselves. So we don't have granite. We don't have um, a lot of the features, the crown molding and all those fancy things that typically you would find in a custom house. And what the appraisal district does with mass appraisals, they do things like count your corners and count your windows. So because we had 15 windows, they said, oh, that's got to be a real expensive house. Well, it, it really was not a real costly house. So, but they base the value on those assumptions. So you got to go in and convince the appraisal district that your house is different. And then you can get your value lower and then your taxes are lower. So what kind of stuff do you need to tell them? I mean, is there like certain things that you should look like you should look for or that they need to hear? Yes. Um, what makes your house different from the people that they're comparing you to? And it, like in my neighborhood, if somebody sneezes in Houston, and really I'm exaggerating, if there's a two-inch rain in Houston, we flood where I live on Clear Creek. But they're comparing me to houses that are on the other side of the, 
the creek that don't flood. So I need to go in and tell the appraisal district, no, you know, these houses don't flood, these houses do, so you should reduce mine. I should be lower than them because of the flood condition I have. So you need to tell them what makes your home different from the people they're comparing you to. Okay. Right now it's 943. This is com 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. We're going to be on till 11. We're speaking to Cheryl Johnson about some taxes, what's going on in Galveston County and uh, what the, the difference is between you know our areas and others. One thing that I saw, and this actually wasn't in Galveston County, it was in Brazoria, but there's a, a Facebook group that I'm in, and they were upset that a current proposed construction highway, and you probably know which one I'm talking about, is going to be circled around like everywhere. And they're like, what is this going to do for our property values? Mm-hmm. We're going to have to pay more taxes. Yes. That new construction, it, it causes that, right? Yes, it does. But are there benefits to having that as well? Well, I mean... You know, there's hopefully going to be a a larger tax base, and the more properties there are to tax, then the lower everybody can be if we can rein in government. And I said with SB2, all the government's going to be limited to 3.5%, school districts 2.5% without voter approval. And there's no better local control in our government than the voter. Um, The big thing is, because I'm looking at y'all, and you're probably, I'm old enough to be your mother, you're young enough to be my children, um, get involved, vote because government belongs to those who show up. And the vast majority of people who are voting in this country today are well over 50 and 60 years old. So if you want to have a say in your government, you've got to participate. I'm the voter registrar too, by the way. Where can oh. we go to make sure that we're educated on on the, the topics that we're voting on? Well, you can follow me on Facebook. Um, I've got three different Facebook pages. So I have Cheryl Johnson, which is GCTO, the tax office, um, Cheryl E. Johnson, and then Vote for Cheryl. Um, I post all the most important current events. Um, Or you can go to my website, um, galcotax.com, and under press releases and important information, I put real critical information out there for you. You know, one of the things that I I think is a, a main important issue is there's there's only one FM radio station in Galveston County. I think that's wonderful for y'all, but I'm so excited. I, right. When I heard about y'all, I was just, oh, right, it's about time. You know, but here's the problem. There needs to be more FM radio stations. I don't want to be just the only FM radio station. And also, I think we need more towers so that we can extend our signal so all of Galveston County can be informed. And then the but governments like- can tax those towers so that your home taxes could be lower. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know what? <laughs> then then, then we're covered. But the government should help us spread positivity <laughs> throughout. So let's start a voting issue where we say vote for positivity, KHEA Radio. I think that's a great idea. I- Is- I'm just spitballing here, you know. I I don't come up with these ideas on my own. He's reading it from the back of a napkin. <laughs> like, I planned this out all last night. Um you know, there's a lot of uh, local elections that that take place. Last was it last year or the year before? Where that that last we, year? Yeah, I think it was last year. But there was a, a local race, and we kind of said, "Hey, we want to do something where like vote positivity," because there's a lot of negativity out there. Yes. You know, in these local local races, politics it can get ugly, right? Yes, it can, and it gets very expensive as well. Um, and that's something that that I don't think the citizens like. Um, but when people win using negative tactics, then they continue to use them. And as long as the voters say that's okay and they elect the people who are using those tactics, then that's what we're going to be stuck with. It used to be when I first won this seat, um, we spent under $30,000 and we just worked really hard, worked off a lot of high heels and shoe leather. Um, 
And now you have to spend a couple of hundred thousand dollars to win a similar seat. And it's just a shame that it's come to who can spend the most money, who can buy the power. Mm. And we've got to get back to this being a godly nation. We've got to get back to this being a nation that we're proud to be Americans and not ashamed to be Americans. Wow. What do you think, Kurt? I love that. I love that. I love it's positivity. All about the, the positive. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. Especially on social media. There's a lot of negativity. <laughs> and then there's like the news stories that come out that are just kind of like, hey, hey, now. Is this news? <laughs> hey, now. Sometimes what? news is good. Hey, one of the things I wanted to, to ask um, that I was kind of, and I, maybe you you have some information on this or not. So Santa Fe is already looking into this, Dickinson as well, about some buyback programs mm-hmm. some because of what happened during Hurricane Harvey or yes. some accusation programs what does that do for taxes and and how does your office kind of feel about those those options that these cities are looking into inside of galveston county i think that these properties are being bought is good for the people um and those if people are bought out of a piece of property that they really cannot restore or do anything with they're going to be constantly inundated with water it's better for them to receive those funds and go live in a home that they're not going to have those problems so i think for the citizens it's good that the governments are actively promoting this and pushing this is good it just it just seems like the government is such a slow moving machine it's taking too long how long ago was harvey over two almost two years ago right and people are still um i talked to a lady she came to one of my classes and she's still living in the second story of her house um and can't use the downstairs of course the appraisal district thinks the house is totally rebuilt, not understanding that yeah. it's hard to get contractors and things. So I think it's wonderful that that happens. In Friendswood, after Hurricane Allison or Tropical Storm Allison, they bought out a, nearly an entire subdivision, Imperial Estates, and that was the right thing for those people. It was really the right thing. You mentioned one of your classes. What kind of classes are there? I teach people how to protest their property taxes. And so when you get your tax bill inside, there's a newsletter, and I agonize over what information I'm going to share with people in that newsletter. But the class schedule will be there as well as posted on Facebook and on my website. So you basically tell people how not to... It's a how weird, to pay less taxes. How to pay less taxes, but yes, that's, that's... I think you pay appropriate taxes, right? right. Is that fair? fair? Yeah. Yes. Nobody needs to be taxed more than what they should be. And, you know, and we see people all the time that are living in in a house that's maybe in disrepair and they're afraid of the government. So they don't come out and protest. And I try and take that angst away, tell them what the government is actually doing and make it easier for them to go in there, easier for them to go in there and challenge us. Yeah. You know, sometimes you see like a I don't know, like a like a, a thought push, like, well, they only paid this much in taxes. But if there's if there's I don't want to call them loopholes, but it's the law. Right. There's certain the like cuts that you can get. If you do this or you give back charitable, like all this stuff, yes. right? Yes. And that's that's just what it is, right? So it is what it is. And and again, government belongs to those who show up. We we're on Creek Creek. We flood a lot and people say, Well, you know, she's a tax assessor collector, she's not paying enough. And and believe me, when I when we built that house and our taxes were three thousand dollars a year, today they're seven thousand dollars a year. So that's a that's a big hit. And then you've got higher insurance and, you know, all sorts of other things. Um but Every property has a condition or a situation that makes it different. And so it's it's incumbent upon the appraisal district, incumbent upon the people to take that information to the appraisal district so we can tax people appropriately, as you said. Yeah. What are some misconceptions about your job and I guess like the taxes in the county in general? Yeah, because I'm really confused here why you're telling people to, to not pay taxes. <laughs> no, she's that, not saying that. No, but like to find a loophole to, to pay lesser. Oh, it's not a le- loophole at all. It's your rights. It's I have a duty as an elected official and a true public servant 
to let people know what their rights are and to make sure that they're an educated public. Um, I think the best tax collector you can have is somebody who hates taxes as much as you do. So I'm making sure that you have the proper exemptions. I'm making sure that you're protesting your value. I'm making sure if you're entitled to um, any type of a break at all that you're getting that because most people... The biggest misconception is people fear the tax office. And why should they fear me? I mean, I'm, I think I'm pretty unassuming, um, pretty easy to get along with. I laugh a lot. Um, so we would rather people embrace us as their friends and know that we're on their side. Should our young people be introduced to taxes a lot earlier than they are? Like when yes. they get into the real world working, they're like, how much do they take out of my check? What's going on? Yes. You know, I'm buying a house. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I've worked with um, different organizations, including Amico and United Way, to provide training to people that are getting ready to buy a house to let them know what to expect so they can be proactive homeowners and be good, responsible homeowners. Every single person in your listening audience should get in touch with the appraisal district and look at their appraisal records and make sure they're right. Because figure this, when we built our house, it was a um, two-story house, but we roughed in the upstairs. Well, the appraiser didn't know when they came out and taped that house and looked at it that the upstairs wasn't finished. So they first tried to tax me on a, on a 3,000 square foot house and it was a 2,000 square foot house. So if I wasn't paying attention, I could have ended up paying a whole lot more taxes than I really should have. So should you protest almost no matter what or just at least double check? I think that I think everybody should. Yes, absolutely. Definitely request your appraisal card, review the records, and make sure they're right. Wow. So um, we have some some people watching. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to let us know and we'll get those asked. We have about about six minutes left. We're speaking to Cheryl Johnson about the taxes here in Galveston County. You know, one of the things, so we're, we're, we broadcast from Abundant Life Christian Center, and I find this to be, you're a tax collector, and there's yes. a story in the Bible about Zacchaeus and, and being a wee little lad, you know, climbing up into the tree. I'm coming to your house today. Does that ever concern you, like the negativity about being a, hey, I'm a tax collector kind of thing? Yes. And when I first decided to run for this or was considering running for this office, I sat down with my family and I said, okay, I'm thinking about running to be a tax assessor collector. And my, my son and my daughter both looked at me. They were both very active in young life. And they said, mom, the tax collector is an evil person in the Bible. What are you doing? <laughs> and it's to say, but, but, you know, yes, some of them found their way and they found God and they weren't tax collectors anymore. But, um, you know, I think it used to be that way, but I think that it, it doesn't, I'm a godly person um, and I'm, I'm a servant leader. And I think that we still need good people in places to watch out for people. Yeah. And so. you mentioned the United Way, obviously they're a nonprofit. We act, we, we've had, well, we had a meeting with them yesterday and we do a lot of stuff because we love what they do. Yes. And we broadcast out of a church, which is a nonprofit, you know, as well. And there's always been some some speculation or like, oh, churches should should pay taxes. What are, What's your thoughts on that? Well, this church does pay some amount of taxes for the space that's leased out to like Starbucks um, and to the different to different things that are here. So um, but no, I don't think churches and government schools, you know, none of those are taxed. And and I think that I think that's right because they have um, a service to provide as well. The government provides a service. The churches provide a very, very critically valuable service as do the schools and and the government facilities so i think that that's the right thing quite frankly okay so we're speaking to cheryl johnson this is a question that just came in this is from robert um and you may know what this means i, I don't but he said can she explain how over 65 cap works yes okay so the first year that it is your homestead and you turn 65 you're entitled to that exemption the first year that that you turn 65 so even if you turn 65 december 31st you're entitled to that exemption. And what we do, you have to apply for it. 
we take the taxes the year that you qualify with the homestead and over 65 and the second year and compare the taxes both of those years and whichever year is lowest for each of the governments that have ceilings we set a tax ceiling for you now you can always pay less but you'll never pay more to those individual governments unless you build a pool or something like that here's another question from sean he said if you buy a house during the middle of this year will you be taxed on unimproved property or is it adjusted for the time that you live there when should you submit your homestead exemption submit your homestead exemption as soon as you can but what happens with the appraisal districts is they're dealing with the january 1st condition or value or ownership so you have to live in the house january 1st to get the homestead and the cad is looking at what improvements were on the ground january 1st so probably if it's a house under construction that might be taxed on the land they don't start putting the improvements on there until there's a slab in some amount of framework wow curtis are there any thoughts questions you have i do have you know I'm not a homeowner, so this is beyond me a little bit. You still pay taxes in that rent. I do. I do? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. I do? I'm supposed... Well, that's factored into your rent. Oh, okay. I don't have to worry about it. No, you don't have to worry about it. They're taking care of it. That's the biggest concern I always have is the IRS showing up at my doorstep. I'm just like, I don't do enough on my taxes for, you know, like, there's... There's some concerns there. Anyways, <clears throat> but the the one question I have, you know, the, everyone says there's a tax day, and I'm like, what's that? And it's that day where you have to pay on your homeowners, like where you have to have your taxes paid on your house. Is yes. that is that a day? And like, how does that work? Well, the last day to pay your taxes without penalty and interest is January 31st every year, and February 1st, six um, percent. 6% penalty and 1% interest goes on that, and it increases 1% every single month until July, and then it boosts up there. So if you don't pay your taxes at all by December, you're paying 42% above the levy in penalties, interest, and attorney's fees. So that's why we try and get people to come and work with us because we can get you on quarter pay. We can get you on split pay. There's different things that we can do. But January 31st is a key day. Now, the other tax day, obviously, is April 15th, and yeah. I think we all tend to run and want to hide from the IRS. What if you you own a business in Galveston County? What kind of uh, dates should you be looking at, and what do you need to do? Um, the same, same thing for the taxes being due, but also they have to render their value by April 1st, and if they do not then they will pay an additional 10% penalty on their business personal property taxes. Do you have to do a lot of reading of like <laughs> laws and stuff just so that you know like what's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, and I was fortunate that I came into this position as a prior elected official who had adopted um, tax rates um, and I had worked with the legislature for years in the education code. So yes, I'm, I, I have to work continuously in the transportation code, the education code, the water code, the tax code. Um, did I say transportation code, the election code? So you have to be very well versed in what those are, but all of these things, you know, work together to, um, you know, to, if, if you know all those things, then you can do a good job. And to me, it's important to do a good job. Is there anything else you'd like to share today? Yes, I would like to invite everybody to come to my office at 11 o'clock on Monday for the executive director of DMV to come and give us this award. We would love to have a big turnout for her um, and for my team. Um, and uh, I'm going to have some some type of little um, snacks, probably cookies and definitely iced tea and coffee. So please, I would love all your listeners to come by the Galveston Branch Office, 722 Moody in Galveston. Awesome. So make sure you go check it out. That's on, on Monday. Cheryl, thank you so much for hanging out with us thank today. Thank you. Really you're welcome it. back anytime. Awesome. Thanks. We'll have to bring you back. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Thank you. Are we still on Facebook? We're on Facebook, still okay. hanging out. Hi, but Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
We're still on uh, Facebook, but uh, do you need some help with the with the papers? That's oh lot. no, I got it. But okay. isn't this incredible? Yeah, that's a lot of paperwork. Yes. I, I like we struggle with like two pieces of paper. I'm like, I have to read all this. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Fill this out. But I read wow. a lot. So, but thank you so much. I'm so thrilled that y'all are here. I really am. So glad that I was happened to be at that luncheon and hear about you. Yeah. Anything else we can do to ever help out, or there's something you want us to to share? Let us know, Excellent. or you want to come back on and talk about touch, anything. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you. See ya. Thank you so much. Yolanda, what's up? Yeah, Cheryl's Cheryl's awesome. We just had the opportunity to meet her really for the first time and um, just learning. Well, here's the thing. We want to talk about what y'all want to know, what y'all want to learn about. That's what we should be talking about. So, hey, taxes, that's important. If you don't pay them, you're going to get penalized. You always – well. I see those stories like celebrities, like they earned a hundred million dollars and they owe like millions of dollars in back taxes. And that's just a situation that I never want to be in. And I hope that no one ever is, but you just don't, I mean, you just don't know, you know, I think of like athletes and celebrities, but it's not just them. They get into that. It's just people who own a business and uh, just like misinformed, but that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about what, what y'all want to hear about and taxes are important. And making sure that you're not overpaying on what you should be is probably even more important. But also paying your fair share is right where you should be. So we're going to switch it up a bit. And we have a, a guest that's coming in. How's it going? All right. What's your name? My name is Jay Blackburn. Jay. My name's Gardy. What's up, Gardy? <laughs> wait, that was funny. <laughs> well, wait, sorry. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, you guys think you're getting the comedian here, and I'm just the guy that delivers the message. So, you know, we'll try to be as funny as we can. But, you know, we'll see what we can do. What is the Laugh Out Loud? Oh, Cheryl forgot something. Uh, let me grab it really quick. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Show, um, it is basically a comedy fundraiser uh, for a few ministries uh, down in Galveston. Uh, one, Awakening Collective. Uh, to uh, Reflection Center, House of Prayer down there, and then there's a few other uh, that'll be supporting as well. So cool. Are you from Are you from Galveston? Are you from the area? I'm from the area. I grew up in Clear Lake. Uh, lived there pretty much all my life, and uh, went to Clear Lake High School. And then uh, we've my wife and I we've been married uh, 14 years now. And uh, oh, I'm supposed to say hi by the way to Josiah, Sophie, and Eli. Um, they're all watching right now. Um, so anyway, yeah, we grew up uh, kind of around the area. I've been in ministry for um, 15 plus years, and um, I guess about Coming up on four years, we've been in Galveston now, um, so we moved down there. Um, what drew you to Galveston? Yeah, sure. Uh, we really just felt like the Lord called us there. Um, I always had a dream and a passion um, for whatever reason. I didn't really understand at the moment, but now I know that that was uh, God. Um, loved growing up down there, surfing, fishing, all that kind of stuff. And then um, we had an opportunity to move, and uh, we kind of gave our yes. And then uh, Kind of the door opened up at Coastal Community Church to be on staff with them and then kind of live out some of this stuff that uh, really the comedy shows helping support. Cool. So what kind of role do you play at, at that church, at Coastal Community? Yeah, I'm associate pastor there. Uh, so I do pretty much everything volunteer-wise inside the walls, outside the walls. Um, and then I get to teach on occasion uh, and then really passionate, uh, really about getting churches down there working together, um, pastors and different things. So we have several things. Uh, one of them is called Christ Together Galveston. And uh, we have all kinds of activities all throughout the year. Um, so co comedy, like there's some Facebook comedians I think are hilarious. Sure. And they take these these uh, like circumstances in church, whether it's like VBS or like church camp or the, the the greeters, and it makes it stinking funny. Oh, yeah. You know, so like 
I know in the past there's been like Christian comedians and it's just like, it's funny, but now like Facebook's really kind of brought right. that to a forefront. What are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I, I actually, I struggled at first, like with some of it. Cause I mean, right. I, I have a, a deep passion and desire and love for the church, you know? So I would say, I mean, uh, I've been, I've been did youth ministry for 10 plus years. And so we'd go to like youth specialties and stuff and they'd always have, you know, it's like thousands. Bob Smiley. Yeah. You know, right. Well, that's who's going to be there. Right. Yeah. yeah so um, he's one of them. Uh, and so I actually struggled with it for a while. I was like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're making fun of me. You're making right. fun of, you know, but uh, it's, it's good. It's funny. It's, it's clean. That's the good thing, you know? And so I don't, I don't know two of the guys. I do know Bob. Uh, and so I know they will be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, sometimes like, I know there's some videos that get put out there and like you cringe a little, but it's also truth in it. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I think it's also funny, but you're like self-aware and being like, you know what? Yeah, this is true. And it's okay to kind of like joke, joke at yourself a little sure, bit. No, absolutely. Why? How come it's not funny when I do it though? Joke at yourself? Yes. Y'all like, oh, that's cringy. Like, give me an stop. example. Like my birth pain simulator. It wasn't funny. It was funny. Oh, wow. It Did was, you, hook, <laughs> you hook up to the electrodes? And do oh, the... man. That was the most pain yeah, I've ever been in, sure. in my life. <laughs> So I, I remember growing up, and I've seen Bob Smiley, like he would yeah. perform it. Like I think I've even seen, like, I'm trying to think of a band, but like Audio Adrenaline sure. or Newsboys, DC Talk, right. playing, you know, in a stadium. Yeah. And Bob Smiley is like the opener. Absolutely. So he's been doing it for a long time. Funny guy. He has been. He's, he is really funny. I didn't know uh, until we actually got down uh, to Galveston. Um, and he's he's recently married, and uh, it's, it's kind of cool. He's He actually goes to our church on occasion, married to a, a lady who goes to our, our church their family and he like shows up one day and i remember being on stage and i was kind of like what are you? and yeah, i actually I knew yeah i knew him from the church that i used to work at up in the woodlands and uh, so there's a, a neat little connection there so i'm really excited he's a part of this and just and helping out with it that's cool so you're not a comedian i don't know no i'm not at all are you I a mean, generally funny person though I mean, I may think I am, I guess, sometimes. I mean, I will, I'm will. i I'm the guy that drives down the seawall and, like, create my own radio shows, you know, to myself uh, that no <laughs> one else hears. Um, but that's to me, you know. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have the stand-up act. Uh, I remember growing up, like, I mean, I feel like I'm a funny person. Uh, my wife may be like, that's not funny anymore. Um, but my family <laughs> would be like, hey, dude, like, do something funny. And that's not my kind of humor i'm more wit you know, do you wing like, it oh, like yeah oh. the wit like the comeback or like totally. the 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 comment i'm yeah. just yeah. happy that i'm not the only one driving down the seawall having a radio show with myself <laughs> that's all i care about like that's i'm, yeah. I'm in a relief right now i well, thought i was the only one when you live in galveston i mean you you see all kinds of things and you know like <laughs> especially when uh, like the comic con or the you know those things come to galveston at the convention center and all of a sudden like you see dragons walking down the seawall and you're kind of like what's what is why i yeah. saw i saw a meme today i was laughing like laughing out loud laughing there was a guy who was like punching the air and they're like yeah. that's a true american he's fighting the heat for us and it was just a guy who yeah. was like i was like that's funny you get them all the time yeah <laughs> the the internet has given a platform to everybody absolutely and comedians use it but also like people who create memes use it and that's a different kind of funny like it's something it, you know everybody can relate to for the most part like that's pretty funny i, I, I laugh at memes all the time all the time so we got 50 seconds, and then we're going to take good. it on the FM as well. Um, if you have any questions, maybe you want to get involved. Maybe you are a comedian, and you have what it takes to participate in the next one. Is this something I'll do regularly? So this is actually the first one. Uh, we've actually just started uh, this nonprofit for us, Awakening Collective, and uh, you know we're in the process of going through all that. So this is the first fundraiser we've ever done. Uh, it's a really creative way to do it. Uh, it should be 
a lot of fun out there the saturday 3 and 7 p.m there's two different shows so um i don't know i will see how it goes and we'll see if we do it again but yeah it sounds fun stand-up comedy is a it's a different kind of beast what if like if kurt was there he'd be like heckling you don't want to be the guy that's heckling at the wrong comedian because then you're going to get called out oh i'm and gonna... embarrassed up and up oh. and down yeah I, I watch out where i go Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Guardy. And I'm Kurt. It is 10.06. We have a special guest in studio. He's a comedian. He's funny. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Can you introduce yourself and let yeah. everybody know what you got going on? Sure. Yeah. I'm Jay Blackburn, and uh, I live in Galveston. I've been there about four years. I work at Coastal Community Church and then also help lead the nonprofit uh, Awakening Collective. Awakening Collective. It's a new It's a new nonprofit. What's y'all's vision? Yeah. So, really, our, our hope is to really dig a little bit deeper in people's faith and really help establish and who they are in their identity in Christ and, and get them into their, their kingdom uh, destiny. Yeah. So you're in Galveston mm-hmm. now. I'm going to say Galveston is, it's different. Very. And I feel like it's different on purpose. The people know it. They would be open to it, except that, you oh, know, yes. you know, the BOIs, there's a different me- mentality. Totally. Live by that. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. The, the mainlanders, <laughs> like over here, then it's like, hey, we're on island, right. island time, right? Very much. Is that like a cool a cool vibe, a cool uh, mentality to have? It is. It, it's it's interesting in a sense, when you first moved there, I'm not BOI. Um, I grew up going down there, um, but there's there's kind of that local vibe. Uh, I remember one of the first trips we went down, and we were just thinking about moving down there and walked into this hotel to talk to a lady, and, you know, we were trying to, I think we were trying to go pray over somewhere, and, and she was very much like, Y'all aren't from around here. You're not, you know, this. So there's this very, there's a local vibe. Um, you grow to appreciate it because um, it is it is a special place, um, you know. But, yeah, sometimes it can come off in kind of the wrong way. You're kind of like, whoa, chill out, you know, a little bit. Um, and so, and within, uh, with the whole, like, island time thing, like, you can. You do have some moments when it's like, man, this is taking way too long. It's, but you can also have the rat race, too, of rushing back and forth, you know. Are you a beach person? Love the beach. Grew up surfing, fishing, um, all the time, and that's part of the uh, the pros and cons of living there. Uh, I'm a surfer, so I have to drive down the seawall to my office. Past and, the people uh, surfing, right? So it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, um, but it's it's beautiful. Uh, you 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 gotta admit, you run out there, everyone. You see a wave, and you're like, ah, work or the wave, <laughs> like wave. No, wave, I, right? absolutely, yeah. I mean, there is a. But it's been funny. I was just chatting with a couple of my buddies uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we we're saying this has probably been the, one of the longest times that we've known throughout the summer that we haven't experienced like a true like total flat spell. Um, and I had a guy text me back in June, and there was just good waist to chest high waves, offshore winds in the middle of June, which is very uncommon. And so I'm like, babe, I gotta go. Like I'll be back in an hour. You know? Yeah, it's calling so, me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's a different it's a different feeling. I went to. Uh, Galveston College for a couple years whenever I first graduated high yeah. school and you just drive over the causeway now they have the art that Gabe have yeah yeah he's working on stuff? it again yeah yeah like he's come on our show a couple times he's a good guy but if you drive in you see all the good different friend. art and it fits it fits everything the air is different I, I didn't have AC so I like my yeah, windows rolled down anyways down. but then you see the air and you the smell sure. it's it's a beautiful thing for sure yeah it's it's a very it's just a different place to live and um, you know and so even 
like one of the things that we've been praying as a group is just like as people come in like they they feel that like they drive across the causeway they feel that that let down like in a good way now some people and most people they're coming there to let down you know and get all crazy and everything like that you know and so there's definitely that battle you know between light and darkness if you want to look at it like that yeah so there's an event taking place when is that event and what can people expect absolutely so it's this saturday it's called laugh out loud comedy show there are two shows 3 p.m and 7 p.m uh, it's at the galveston convention center uh, you can get tickets online. Uh, really, I would encourage you to go to Laugh Out Loud Comedy on Facebook, or you can go to Awakening Collective on our Facebook page or website. It's on there as well. And uh, there's kind of there's two ways. You can get the regular general admission ticket, but there's also uh, one for the VIP session where you actually get to meet with the comedians and hang out with them, which I'm pretty sure, if I were to guess, that's where they're going to get all their material. Um, so if you go to that, they're just going to get their material. They just so, need to spend like four minutes with me, and they're going to have yeah, an entire hour. Well, I'm pretty sure Bob's, I mean, he doesn't know me all that well, but he'll probably just stand there and make fun of me the whole time. So, You think we could, uh, you could put something in his ear if he's like down this way that maybe we, he could get a stop in one day? Oh, I, I bet. He's down here all the time, so. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a fun show. I actually don't know where he is. I was trying, he did a video for us a couple of weeks ago and I was trying to get another one just to invite people out and, and he said yeah, he's been traveling so he's, there's no telling where he is right now. Yeah, there's well the summertime there's a bunch of festivals like yeah. all of the the big festivals Christian and non-Christian, you know, all over the country and so oh, yeah. it's like th- that that comedy, clean comedy. I feel like it's taken a rise and there's a need for it. Yeah. You know, how, wh- would you agree with that? No, I totally would cuz and, and this was a a very unique we had a sweet family come to us after they experienced one of our retreats um, that we did back in uh, january i think it was and they said hey we want to put this on for you and it was their way of kind of doing something a little bit different you know there's all types of galas dinners you know different things you can do but uh, this was a different way to do it you know and it's safe like you, you don't have to go in there especially like if you're going to bring your kids or something you know you're not gonna be like, oh i wonder i wonder what he's going to say or wonder what's going to happen you know so I was yeah because I remember that was one of the first questions I had when you messaged us. I was yes. like a comedy show coming on a Christian radio station. Right. Like, Chris, like I've been uh, to the comedy club. Before. Oh yeah, comedy club. I've been like there's there's one down in Houston that yep. you know I try to you know go, but then it's just like really you're gonna talk about this. I don't want to be a part of that. Sure. You know, like I don't want to be in, in. But this is clean humor. Yeah. So that, that's the cool part. You know, these guys have done it. They've been around the country. They've done the big events and things like that. And so I know they have their their normal stuff, but it's a it's an easy way. We've got several people who are coming there doing date nights or different things like that where it's it's it'll be clean. It'll be fun. You know, you don't have to go and worrying. You're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, what, what are they going to say? Are what they going to call me out and, and uh, you know, burn <laughs> like up and down yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of my, my friend or my date? Yeah. Well, that that I wouldn't doubt. Like, I mean, like I said, they're probably pulling all their material from the audience. So, you know, you wear the the crazy shirt, and they'll probably see you in, out there. So, it's not like I can show up and be on the stage as a comedian. Like, there's a open set mic. Line Is there an open mic? <laughs> yeah, it's not open mic. Uh, as far as I know, uh, you know, but maybe, you know, if you were to show up and you start like yelling Bob's name or, you know, one of the other guys. Come like, on up here. Yeah. One, of my, one of my favorite scenes from any movie was from 21 Jump Street, the new one, when they were at the slam. I think it was 22 Jump Street when they were at the slam poetry. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it was one of those. Was that made in Galveston? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> But it was like uh, they were at a slam poetry, and he got up and he was like, "Slam poetry, Cynthia, she died for our Cynthia's." And I was oh, just wow. like, "That's my like the fun." Like he's like grabbing things and like throwing it, and he's like, "Thank you, mic drop." And I was like, "That's 
Yeah. That's how you do open mic. So I saw 21 Jump Street, <laughs> and I did myself a favor and did not watch 22 Jump Street. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's good. You haven't seen that scene? That scene is hilarious. I just, like, laugh. I remember being a kid, and that was a TV show. That was. was, like, one of my yes. favorite. It was, like, Johnny Depp yep. was in it, and I remember they were, like, really cool undercover, and then I was like, oh, they're making a remake? Movie, yeah. <laughs> Let's go! And then I was just like... Well, it's I like it's like all the, the movies, you know. They they remake all these movies. It's like you get the guys that you know they're trying to make a little bit of money. So they're like, hey, let's redo this one. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, especially now, like the Disney stuff. Oh. Disney. I, haven't, I haven't seen Lion King yet, so I, I don't seen know. It either. Disney just announced that with even with how many more months left until the end of the year, that they have made more money this year than any studio all time. In a year. Well, they bought everybody. Right. They own it all. They And all the remakes that they're doing, and people are going in the movies. So with four months to go, they're the highest grossing ever movie studio for I mean, a no, year. I'm, I mean, I'm That's sure they're crazy. listening right now. So they, they probably come knocking on your door. Pretty hey, if so. Disney bought us out, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking that vacation. I'm going to Cancun and living out my life. Let's right. go. You did it, Disney. And thank you, Disney. Come Congratulations. Come and buy us. Let's go. I'll take that buy out. Kurt, you have no say so in, in anything that goes on here. Dang! But the talk <laughs> about the Cancun. Oh no! You you never you know. You might end up island. on stage. You know. You <laughs> do you have kids? You do you have kids? No, no kids. Oh, okay, I was about to say you could get up there and do dad jokes. You know, stuff like that. People oh, I can do dad jokes. My mom bought me a a book, of like dad jokes. I was like, Mom, I I no, I See, can't that's read cheating. this. That's cheating to me. It is. Do you, you have to read a book about dad jokes or pastor jokes? Like if you're reading, I'm sure there's like a pastorjokes.com or something. Why, why did the, the cell phone go to the dentist? No, I don't know. To fix its Bluetooth. That's, that's pretty good. proud of him. That was a mic drop right there. <laughs> Bob, you should use that one. What do sick people get at Starbucks? I, a latte? Coffee. <laughs> Are you a dad? Do you have any kids? See? I do. I have three kids, and we got one on the way, actually, in December. All right. So, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, they were super excited. They were like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, it's going to be on the radio. And they're actually watching it. like so. Yeah, hey good, good morning, guys. Um, I, I think I saw, um, let me see, maybe it was your, what's your wife's name? Jamie. Jamie. Uh-huh. I think she had maybe was watching as well, or somebody yeah, had said, said Kristen hello. Kristen said, yes, yes, you are funny. Yeah, she Kristen works in the office with me. So hey, Kristen, um, and if if I can, I can tell a really hilarious story sure. about her husband. Uh, so Uh-oh, hold on. We, uh, yeah, do you need to record this live, <laughs> Richard? If you're listening. So I just come off stage uh, at at Coastal and walk out into the the lobby area to check on things. And uh, and Richard plays in our band at church, and he came walking out, and he starts like he's coming out, and he was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh and i'm like are you are you okay like you know like is everything all right and he's like dude bob smiley's here and i was like yeah and he's like it's bob, it's bob smiley. smiley you know like major like you know man crush or something and so he's super excited um that bob's gonna be there and i was like man i didn't know anybody like you know it was like what bob smiley um bob's a pretty funny guy um he actually i, I think it's he recently got married and uh we did. Uh, we got to be a part of their premarital mentoring, and uh, which was really fun. So they do this <laughs> assessment, and so Bob texts me, and he's like, "Hey, dude, I just sent you the links, and uh, just you know, make sure." And he goes, and also it, it shows me how how far I've gotten into this assessment, and I'm I'm 12 percent. <laughs> how far has she gotten? You know, and I'm like, Look, bro, it's not a like it's not a race. Like she hasn't started yet. You know, and he's like, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. <laughs> okay, make sure you. Take your time, like it's you know it's not a race. Um, so he did, he won. I will, I will say <laughs> I that. Just type in answers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Richard said broken pencils are pointless. Is I that it? I don't know. That must be a Bob Smiley joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. 
So is is that Richard Sand, uh, Sanders? Is he the one that's married to Richard? Okay. Yes. So they're great. Um, I know they're looking forward to coming to the show. So we're uh, we're excited. About are are they going to have to hire extra security to keep Richard away from Bob? I don't know. Um, I don't know the actual security detail um, at the event. So, um, you know, if we need to have the earpiece guys, you know, we'll give the face and the name, you know. Keep an eye on Look Richard. at that guy right there, you know, yeah. Or out in the crowd. You yeah, know. 300 foot, feet away from yeah. Bob Smiley at all times. <laughs> That's very important. So let's talk about the, because, you know, supporting a good cause is always a good Absolutely. thing. So what is this going back to? Like, because this is a fundraiser. Talk about sure. what the, what's what's benefiting from this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, several years ago, uh, for us, like Awakening Collective, it's a collective of ministries uh, that involves retreats. Uh, we've got 24-hour uh, periods of worship uh, that we do down. It's called Burn 24-7. Uh, then there's uh, rooted women's events um, that'll happen. Those just happen one or two times a year. Uh, and then some other training and equipping type stuff that we'll, we'll grow into as well. Um, so that's that's one piece. Uh, the Reflection Center House of Prayer um, right now, they're functioning all throughout the week. They've got 22 plus hours of prayer going on on the island all throughout the week. Really, and the hope is just to get people plugged in, not only to the local church, but with their own walks with Jesus, you mm. know, in a deeper kind of way. Um, so for me, like that started uh, back oh four. Um, I was coming out of school looking for my first youth ministry job and uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't find a job It was always me and like the guy that had 10 years experience. So they'd always go with that guy right. um, The Lord kind of gave me this vision to for a retreat center on the island um, And so over the course of you know 10 plus years He began opening doors and then literally opened a door, you know to to come on staff at Coastal Community Church and, and be there and, and to kind of live out part of this, you know at the same time What does Galveston need? Yeah, so one of the one of the things that most people don't know, so there there are over sixty churches on the island, um, but the crazy part is on a Sunday morning there's only around five thousand people um, in a church, and so that averages out to about eighty plus people um, in a church. Uh, a lot of those churches they've been around for you know a long time. I mean it's a super old place. Um, one of the cool things is, is since Hurricane Ike, there's kind of been a, a turnover among the churches, and there's kind of a new wind, a, it's just a freshness. Um, and so the other group that, that I help uh, direct uh, called Christ Together Galveston uh, sees churches just, I mean, with the hope of reaching every man, woman, and child uh, with the gospel. Um, so there's about 12 churches involved in that now, um, and, and we function really trying to do that together, um, which is a really big deal. Um, we just had one of our, we call it United Worship, uh, where it's just anyone's invited. But uh, I think on stage we had probably eight to nine churches represented for the worship band, um, which is just amazing. You know, it's just kind of, it's unheard of, you know, churches working together like that. Yeah. The, a lot of times churches or church members can be competitive or like, Absolutely. I used to go to this church and I'm offended. You sure. know, everyone, you know, everybody gets offended, but no, absolutely. yeah, you move to the next church and you kind of talk bad about oh, the, sure. the last one. This is why I left. This yeah. is why. And so to see that, how, how do you create that culture to be able to, to work together? Sure. Well, it's, the cool part was like before, uh, our family and then the family that actually works on Awakening Collective, was we kind of moved down here together. Before we even got there, a piece of that was already going on um, amongst some of the pastors on the island. And man, I, I applaud them because uh, down there, like there are some street corners where literally they will be on one street corner and there's another church on the literal opposite street corner, you know, so they see each other's front door kind of thing. Um, but they're getting together really out of humility and just kind of lowering themselves, you know, in, in hopes of reaching more people. Um, and so, and there's also, uh, one of the things that, you know, we have a, a good spread of churches. Um, and so there may be someone who comes and visits one church and they don't necessarily connect, you know, but they're able to say, Hey, why don't you, why don't you go check out, you know, so-and-so down the street? 
Um, so there's a working together, you know, and I believe, you know, you look in John 17, you start talking about unity, you know, and, and you know, you will be known, you know, the people will know you and they will come to know it because of this unity, you know, that, that the outsider sees. Um, and I've been told to my face, like different prayer events or different things we're doing with Christ together. Like you start talking about churches working together, like I mean, people's, they tell me that's like, that's not possible. And I'm like, well, it's happening right there. Like, there you go, you know? And so, uh, to those who they're not a follower of Christ, like the, that's the thing that speaks to the heart, you know, that's woven inside of them, you know, that they're able to go, okay, that looks like the church that, that I would expect. Yeah. You I, know, that's the, that's the hard thing for me, you know, is, you know, there, there are how many churches in, in, in the greater Houston area? Thousands, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm not know. Google, <laughs> but I don't you know, know, like there, there's churches for everybody, Absolutely. you know, like there shouldn't it's hard to say like hey this one church is for you yes. you know like you if you know because there's different pieces that everybody enjoys well not only that like uh i don't know if you've ever heard of houston church planning network you know they're they're about planting churches within the houston area you know we joked one time we got with them they called it the greater galveston area which we agree you know like it is it's the greater galveston area <laughs> um, but at the rate we're going right now like the amount of churches that are needed you know to be planted within the area like it, it's not keeping up with either people leaving the church or you know the church in decline and so there's this big push for more more churches to be developed planted um, and get people into yeah i think social media and the the access to streaming services and being able to see my favorite preacher ever you know he who lives across the country or, sure. or wherever you know has uh caused some of the the church buildings to to there's not as many people you yeah. know like 20 years ago you know, there used to be more people going to church regularly. And then I, sure. I, if you just get busier, you know, what are your thoughts on, on, on that? It's it's hard. Like, so in, in America, at least like we've, we've really created this culture to where it's all about Sunday and specifically it's all about Sunday morning, you know? And so when you talk about churches getting outside the walls and serving or different things like that, like, like the church should be a part of that, um, you know, and they, they want to be a part of that. They don't necessarily always do that. You know, it can be a very internal thing, but when you really begin to focus externally, you know, and you see things begin to happen. Um, and so even with awakening, like one of the things that we do on our retreats is, you know, we, we try to create space for people to, I mean, literally hear from Jesus, you know, and, and it's amazing. You know, people are like, I can't believe, like I heard from God for the first time in 15 years. And, and a lot of that's, it's not necessarily anything special that we've done aside from just stop create the space and and spend time in prayer worship fellowship and and it's amazing when we slow ourselves down you know that the type of thing that can happen you know in those moments and and so even with the church you know the the culture that we have we've set it up is you come on sunday you know get what you need you know for an hour and then you're done the rest of the week which is is not what was intended you know from the beginning so you're an associate pastor right now right yeah do you remember the first message the first time you had to get up in front of people and what did you what did you touch on oh man uh, at Coastal, I don't, I don't, I don't actually remember. I mean, I remember preaching maybe out of Romans eight, but my, my first time ever, ever preaching, uh, I was probably 23 years old and I had like one preaching class in college and, you know, I'm this like little youth minister at this church. And, um, I, I do remember coming in and like, I, I got stopped by a lady afterwards and she wanted to inform me that I didn't say like all the right things. And, and I didn't, I didn't, I was like, well, I wasn't, like I wasn't talking about that, you know, but to her, it was, I, w I should have said these exact things. Um, so um, it's, a, it's a humbling place to be. I mean, to stand in front of, you know, 600, 700 people, you know, and, and to have a captive audience. And so I don't, I don't take that for granted, you know, by any means, you know, it's for what the Lord wants to speak that day. Why comedy? Let's go back to that a little sure. bit. Like 
when you think of Christianity, you know, it, sometimes it's hard to, to draw that line. You know, of, yeah, yeah. hey, like, oh, we're going to make fun of, you know, like you look at who, uh, Mr. Christ, right? Like he's a comedian, but he makes fun of Christians, but he's a Christian, you sure. know, like talk a little bit about how that's okay to still have that yeah. comedy and still be, be in line with what God wants you to do. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, God, God gives us gifts, you know, the, the, the gift of comedy, you know, that's not necessarily, it's not in the word, you know, anything like that, but, you know, encouraging people, you know, to give them a kind of an, an uplifting night where, you know, is there a line? Yeah, I do believe there's a line, you know, I've, I've seen some lines that have gotten crossed, you know, it's like, bro, that's okay. That's too far. Um, but you know, it does, it gives you the ability to kind of like, breathe a little bit um and it's not such a serious you know hey we're coming here and we're, we're doing this ministry and we're getting serious and we've got to raise this amount of money you know and, and there are there's time and a place for that you know but this is just kind of a different way to you know come out have fun and you know experience that really is and it's kind of an open thing too it's not it's not like a a church thing where it's only going to be church people is hey come you know it could be anybody you know, everybody experiences. yeah everybody's welcome um yeah i i think laughing is good you know the bible says it's good for you right and whenever you have a, a preacher that, and sometimes the jokes are like, okay, really? But, you know, it, it's, it's engaging, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a really good thing. Comedy <laughs> is a tool, and whenever it's used appropriately, it works. You know, there's a video that Kurt had put together for our church service because it was Pastor Allen's birthday. And so kind of took the, you know, how kids say the darndest thing. He asked the yeah, kids, yeah. like, hey, Pastor Allen's turning. Oh, absolutely. Senior pastor, he's turned 65 years old on Sunday yeah. morning. And so ask, asking the kids, like, hey, what are your thoughts? And the things that come out, I mean, the audience was cracking up. Yeah. And it was great. It was a great tool, and he was honored by it, even though they were, in some ways, poking fun at him. <laughs> sure. Every way, actually. That was the only thing that miraculously made the video. <laughs> I'm sure they said some other things, too, but it's weird. They sang him happy birthday, cha-cha-cha. Yeah. Know, come on. <laughs> well, I think, like, you ha you do. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. Like, if you can't laugh at yourself, you know, you got some other stuff going on. But, yeah, I mean, I've... And there's, I do, I think like comedy in general, like when I, I look back to, I mean, I grew up in the church, but look back through kind of the, the course of, of history, maybe from, from my experience, you know, preaching in general. And like, you know, there are, there's those moments when people or, or preachers or pastors, they tell jokes, you know, and, and sometimes it's like, all right, bro, you spent like 25 minutes on jokes and like, you know, 10 minutes in the word, you know, something might be a little, a little yeah. off there, you know? Um, and so, and so there is a balance, but it is, it's a way to engage people, you know, and, I even think, like, I think of Jesus with the disciples. Like, you don't think there was some joking going on around there, you know, sitting around a fire late at night? You Just know? the boys. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know. Replacing the pillow with something else, oh, you dude. know, a rock. Ha, you slept on yeah. a rock last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so uh, Galveston, the event's <laughs> taking place on Saturday. You said there's two sessions, VIP. What's the website again? Sure. So if you go to Facebook, really is the easiest way, uh, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Show, or you can go to um our, our personal ministry, AwakeningCollective.com. Uh, you can go on, on the web or on Facebook. Uh, the links are on there. Uh, it's, it's really easy to get to. Uh, but yeah, two shows, 3 p.m., 7 p.m. Uh, there's VIP sessions at both uh, where you get to go. And you know, like I said, the guys can get all their material from whatever you say to them. Um, that's on you, yeah. uh, not on me. So. so after this first event, is there going to be another comedy event? And what are you thinking, I guess, for are you all willing to venture outside of comedy as well? Yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, I, this is kind of... We're, we're learning, you know, what all this looks like, you know, our, our hope, our vision, our prayer is, is that the church grows, you know? And so, um, we're connected not only in Galveston, but we hope, you know, this type of thing spreads all the way up into Houston, you know, and, and we want to see the kingdom of God advanced, you know, and that, that happens through the local church. Like that's the way it happens. And so 
for the ministries that that we're a part of on the side as well that hope is just to deepen that relationship with jesus and then really send them back into the local church and and so that the church grows wow that's awesome you know one of the things that you know i would you know be concerned about is if you started doing like taco cook-offs and and stuff like that like you can't do that you can do a comedy show but no taco cook-offs we might draw today's wednesday so it's not taco taco wednesday it's (laughs) man tacos every day that ends and why yeah well so my one of my kids he he got this book um it's called dragons love tacos and every time i read that book like i mean it's always late at night i'm like I really want tacos. We actually had tacos last night, so I'm seeing the tacos. It makes me want to go home and eat more. They don't tacos. like spicy salsa, though. They do not. You yeah. have to hide it in the backyard. <laughs> you know, you grow a yeah, Man, taco there trees. Is, there is a restaurant in Galveston, uh, Gorditas. Is mm-hmm. that it? Is yeah. right there on the Down seawall. Down the east end. Yeah. Okay, so my girlfriend is is Hispanic. Grew up in Mexico. You know, was born in Mexico. Her whole family's Hispanic, right? She tries the green sauce there, and she goes, "Oh my gosh." That is spicy. Do not do that because if I find that that's spicy, like you're going to. That's legit. I accidentally did it. Oh, because I just was like not paying attention. And I'm like, what was that? That was hot. And see, that's the switch out thing. Like you got to switch that salsa out, you know, when your your buddy's not looking and they're just going at it. I think that's what she did. I think that's what she did. You got to keep an eye on it. So Galveston is also like a a, a tourism place. You know, there's a lot of attractions. Whenever you're not working maybe with a family if mm. you have an opportunity to go out to eat or take take sure. the kids to do some fun what are you doing man so uh we try to get out to the beach um every once in a while um this time of year it's super crowded um you know the locals you avoid the seawall as best you can it's just gridlock almost um which i laugh now when i drive into houston you know i I'm, i grew up in that driving 70 80 miles an hour you know and now i drive down the seawall like 20 you know so that, that's shocking to me um, but we're coming into the time of year where it slows down, you know, and so kind of the, the pace slows down. Um, but yeah, we go down to the beach. Um, we don't venture around to the, the strand very much. I mean, every once in a while we'll cruise down there. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll hit up the local restaurants. We don't eat out all that much just cause it's expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm usually found at Kroger or Walmart, you know, it seems like on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we've got all kinds of things, sports activities that we're involved in nonstop. You know, so dance classes, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, if you have someone visiting from out of town or or from wherever, and they're like, "Hey, what do I need to do?" Yes. What do you What do you suggest for them? Yeah. So here's what I would do. Number one, uh, one, learn the power of no, um, because <laughs> when we were moving down here, uh, you know, you have everybody saying, "Hey, yeah, we'll come and visit," you know, and, and so we kind of we were on our way, and we we're like, "Do you think that'll actually happen?" And but when you <laughs> when you do live in an actual destination place, people will come, like they they will. Yeah. Um, now the hard part is is a lot of times they don't always give you like a lot of heads up they're like hey yeah we're in galveston let's hook up you know and so early on we were not very good about saying no we're like yeah stop by um but but really the ability to say no don't do that uh here's the number one thing i would suggest and that we've done is create a a list i don't care spreadsheet whatever of your favorite places your favorite things to do and then literally you just send that to them (laughs) otherwise you just sit there texting back and forth for you know two hours you copy and paste is like man you type that all right now yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, copy paste. Send. Yeah, we we update it every once in a while. You know, yeah, we went there. Don't do that. Don't go there anymore. You know, that place got hit up by the health department or something. Yeah, <laughs> we like we like making our way down to Galveston, but and it, it's funny because you know, I, me and Kurt, we both lived in different places mm-hmm. like bigger cities, but driving sometimes down to the island, it becomes like a journey. Oh, it, it is. 
Yeah. Well, it's the same thing for for locals too. Like we just pretty much say that the causeway doesn't exist, so we don't ever leave. You know, and then the problem is when you need something that isn't there. You know, so we don't have everything. You know, like we don't have H E B. You know, that went away. H E B, you need to come back. Um, but uh, it's it's the same thing. You know, it's like you've you've got to cross it one way or another. But it is it's just a different place. You know, to come and experience. I want to know: does it is it harder to do ministry on the island than it is like on the mainland? Only because of the island vibe. Uh, I would say yes and yes and no. Um, I think overall across the, you know, American church culture, things are shifting and changing all the time. Uh, Galveston's to our best numbers is about 90% unchurched. Like, you know, roughly 50,000 people there and there's, you know, 45,000 people on a Sunday that aren't in a church, you know, and then that's kind of the easy measuring stick. If, if you want to say that, you know, does that mean they don't have faith? Does that mean, you know, I, I don't know, but that's an easy measuring stick where um, it kind of is, you know, there may be that, that Sunday morning, you know, and I get texts all the time, like on Sunday, all my surfer buddies are like, dude, the surf's going off. I'm like, you know what I do? Like, I can't go, you know, um, but, um, and so I do, I think overall, like in Galveston, there can sometimes be this kind of like apathetic, you know, yeah, I just don't really feel like doing anything. And that goes back years upon years, you know, um, so it's, it just depends, you know, the, the time of the year and different things. Uh, it, it does slow down, you know, you move into that fall kind of thing, and then people kind of get in their way of doing things. Do you guys ever help with the, the ministry uh, on uh, Saturday mornings that take mm -hmm. place in downtown, uh, the yeah. street ministry? Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of uh, people from all across church, and not only Coastal Wire work, but, but a lot of the churches within Christ Together, a lot of the churches on the island, they participate in that. Um, a lot of the churches, they're serving all throughout the year. Um, with Christ Together Galveston. Uh, we have a big service project that we do, service activity that we do in the spring every year called Servolution. Um, in the past three, four years now, we've had almost 20 churches participating, about a thousand people, you know, Saturday and Sunday mixed. And and so there's there's a lot of impact there as well. How many churches are on the island? There's around 60. Um, you know, you could probably actually go higher than that, but some of those, you're gonna find lists that they don't actually exist anymore or, you know, they're not functioning or, so, but there's, there's roughly 60. And I, I guess, you know, the, uh, the homeless population mm -hmm. is, is that an issue, like a really bad issue in Galveston? It is. I, I was just in a conversation uh, the other day, uh, kind of talking about that. Like it is an issue. It's trying to find the, the places, you know, to house the homeless, the, the individuals who have the mindset of what to do about, you know, if you want to call it chronic homelessness or whatever, you know, how to actually interact with them. Um, and Galveston's kind of weird like that. Like you'll meet people all the time, and and some of the homeless, you know, I've met several. It's like, how did you, how did you get here? You know, and it's it's literally it's like the end of the road kind of thing. You know, for some people, and they they go there, you know, for that reason. And so, um, I don't know. Like it's it it is an issue. Um, I do believe that the city works well um, with the homeless population. Um, I know there's things being done, you know, all the time, but. Um, even the police department, um, they, they work very well um, with the homeless people. I saw an article about the situation with police in Galveston mm -hmm. where they're, they're trying to buy better gear, better better equipment like for police department, but people are having an issue with that. Mm -hmm. um, what are they doing specifically, I guess, for the homeless population to help them? Yes, I'll give it. I'll just give a personal example. Um, I mean, I'm not like super well versed on it, but like every once in a while, we'll have at our office location. Like we don't actually have a, a church location yet. Um, we're in the process of building a building on 23rd Street or refurbishing, should I say? 
Um, but our office location is out of an old Baptist church on the East end. And every once in a while we'll have, you know, a couple of homeless people, they'll come and they'll lay on our benches out front, you know, and, um, this was about two years ago. Um, and for a while they would come at night and then they'd be gone by the morning, you know? And so it was, it wasn't a huge deal, you know? Um, but we did have one instance when they, uh, they just, you know, I don't want to say overslept, but they were there a lot longer. Um, and we had someone come to our office and got a little spooked that there were people there. And so we did end up having to call the police, um, but they were cool about it. They came in and just kind of helped them get up and, you know, move along, um, which is usually the interaction. Um, now, if they get into unsafe things and things like that, I know they take other you know, precautionary measures and things. But for the most part, from what I've seen in my experiences, they try to help them. Yeah, I used to live in in, in downtown Houston in a, in a warehouse that was turned into a place where people could live. So I had sure. a bunch, I had some roommates and stuff and it was, it was great, but there's the, a very large homeless population in, in downtown Houston as well. And these people, they literally have what they're, what's on their back. Sure. And so we had a bench and a porch and numerous times, you know, I'd get up and go to work and there's a, a somebody who doesn't have anything, sure. you know, sleeping. And so it was a interesting and tough situation because I mean, I would talk, mm. I would, you know, hey, do I have something? Yeah, I do. You know, here's some some change. Here's a couple right. bucks. Here's some food, some leftover food, and just trying to make sure that I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. But I don't know if I'm truly helping. I don't know if I'm enabling. I don't know if there's a. I don't yeah. know the answer. I don't know. You yeah. know. I mean, I think I, I've been in the same situation. I remember early in ministry, uh, the church I worked at, there was always a homeless population around. They they were always knocking on the door and different things and. Um, I had to learn early on, like, you know, and it may be cliche or whatever, like you really need, like you need to pray, like you need to ask for the spirits leading in that, you know, are we just to take care of the poor? Absolutely. You know, but there are those out there that will use it for the wrong thing, you yeah. know, right or wrong. But um, I remember giving a guy, uh, I think I bought him lunch or something, like I bought, bought him lunch. And then later on that, I went uh, to the store, which was literally across the street. And that bro was in there like shopping, like a basket full of stuff. And I'm like, I was so confused, you know, and then I'm like offended, like what happened, you know? So really, yeah, those interactions, like you really, you know, listen and, and ask like, man, how, how am I supposed to interact in that way? Yeah. Um, so earlier we were talking about the culture that we have in America sure. and how that's affected, I guess, the church, you know, like attendance or the amount of churches, churches working together. Do you think that the church needs to do a better job of setting the tone of what that looks like or... Do we need to adjust to fully like American culture now? It's like, oh, well, you know, we're going to do an online or we're going to do, you know, events instead and focus more on Sunday. I don't don't know. Yeah. 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 So, I I mean, I do. I think we kind of went through the period, you know, of the 90s, maybe early 2000s of the real church growth model event attractive. You know, hey, let's do this to get people to do this. Um, Did that translate to, you know, a a sold out follower of Jesus? I don't. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't, I'm sure there's stats Some cases, there. probably. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't for naught, you know. And, and those things do hold hold good as well. Um, but I do think um, we're kind of moving into a time period where I do believe kind of the church is, is awakening again, like re- reawakening again to like go, okay, so like when I, when I read this, like, you know, am I doing that? Am I following that? Am I seeing that? Um, and in America, that's really hard. Like, we're moving into a period where, I mean, when regards to people and their faith, like, they're not, you know, we talk about the church, like people leaving the church, like they're not leaving the church a lot of times to even go to another church. They're just, not they're going. leaving religion. They're leaving, they're leaving faith altogether, you know? And so that's more of a, a red flag to me. Um, and so I know like for us, like 
a lot of what we want to do, you know, with, with awakening is like, I know that, you know, usually every person, you know, I believe at some point in their life, they question who am I and what's my purpose, you know, and, and God's woven those things inside every single person that's ever been created, you know? And so when you're able to speak into that, you know, and they're able to have that kind of awakening, you know, and then getting plugged into a local church, like that really changes, you know, the landscape, you know, of church yeah. culture. You know, here's a comment. And this is going back to the the homeless homeless population. Um, this is on our, our Facebook stream. Mm-hmm. The comment says most of the homeless in Galveston have mental health issues and drug addiction. Yes. They need rehab. And again, I, I know you had brought up like, well, we, you know, well, I don't know the answers. You know, sure. and I would say you you feel the same way. Like I don't know all the answers, but yeah. just the people that do know the answers are like minded people collaborating, which is kind of what no, you're absolutely. doing. You know, absolutely. those collaborations. Yeah, and that's one of the one of the coolest things that that I love being a part of now is I mean I even think about this interview like we've we've talked about all kinds of stuff you know that, that I'm going wow it's cool to have a finger on different things you know all across um, but like I know there's a there's a group right now and y'all may have had them on or not but it's called Vision Galveston and they're just talking mm. about the the future of Galveston what is what should it look like what do we want it to look like you know where there's but it's not just one group of people you're taking I mean literally. A, a whole population and being invited out to participate in these types of things. And so in regards to the the homeless population in Galveston, yeah, there, there, I mean, I drove past a lady yesterday, you know, um, coming home right on the corner of 61st street. And I've seen her, you see the same people over and over again. And sadly, you'll also see, um, the progression. Uh, when we talk about the mental stuff, you'll see what I just call a new homeless person. And you can tell they're, they're not as beaten down. They're more with it. But then over the course of time, you know, it, things change, you know, and so it, it is a lot of it does lead to mental health issues. And that's a whole nother, you know, conversation. I think that's one of the biggest scares and worries for me. You know, <clears throat> I love working and I love what we do. But I always imagine, man, what happens if one day I don't have a job, sure. you know, and I'm not making money, right. which I don't think is going to, uh, you know, praise God will ever happen. But yeah. that's my biggest concern is, man, I'm not. What happens if I can't afford the place, sure. a, a place to live? You know, what if I lose that money, that income, and I can't? You know, that's that's probably at the root of, right. you know, why I work so hard and why I push to work so hard is because I don't want to ever run into a situation sure. where, man, I can't afford to live here anymore. Yeah. You know, I can't afford a place to live. I can't. I, I'm not making 600 bucks, you know, a month even to afford a, and apartments now are, are even more expensive than that. There's some that are Rent, apartments, I mean, 1000 yeah. 1200 starting for one bedroom. That's like 400 square feet, you know? Yeah. It's you like, could buy a house for that. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But for some people, they can't, you know, making 600 bucks a month as you're, as you're working. It's hard. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the beauty, really, of the kingdom of God. Like when, when kingdom people, you know, followers of Jesus, when they're, they're utilizing their God-given talents, abilities, all that, you know, and, and then you literally have the body of Christ coming together, you know. And so when you take an, an issue like homelessness, you know, okay, so— what is the church doing you know so you mentioned the, the saturday ministry thing so they're they're feeding them you know which is awesome and it's amazing you know and i know there's other groups on the island nonprofits and ministry all kinds of stuff that you know it's like okay so what's what's the next step you know and so and then i know there's the argument too well the the mental thing we can't deal with that one like well you can it's just we just don't have that established necessarily you know? the one thing and and i've i've brought this up before and and it's it was something that I picked up when I lived in Omaha. Mm-hmm. I we went to this Lutheran church called Coons Memorial Lutheran Church, and every week they did a food bank at yeah. the church, and it was show up, 
you know, as many times as you want. And right. that, you know, when we're open, come and get it. Like, we're sure. not going to check your cards. We're not right. going to, you know, I think they, they used to, like, check IDs, but they went away with it. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't care. Like where you lived or what were they checking yeah, on? Yeah, they were just checking IDs, but they got rid of that because they're like, we don't care if you need it. Yeah. I mean, because if you, like, I'm not going to a food food pantry, you sure. know? I'm not going because you only go if you need it, sure. you know? Like, and so if you're coming before to get it. The other piece that I thought was really intriguing about this is they didn't do any witnessing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, you're just going to come get your food and leave. Yeah. And I think that's. That's one of the things that I've noticed in Texas, maybe that's a little different than in Omaha. It was like, oh, well, we need to preach and sure. we need to do this. And I I think that's where I wish that some of these things would be different. I also wish like on Saturday mornings, yeah, it's great that you're doing it on a Saturday morning and you're cooking and, and it's like, hey, it's awesome. Like we're going to give you breakfast, yeah. which is, it's, you know, it's a start. But I think there needs to be more. I think there sure. needs to be like, hey, well, we're going to we're going to give you food every day of the week. Not just like, yeah. hey, we're going to cook well, you breakfast that day, you know? Also, just like resources. You know, when you talk yeah. about the body of Christ, sure. there's the way a body works is everybody has a task, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, we, we can all agree on that. So, you know, um, maybe some people are cooking breakfast. Some people yeah. can help with like mental mental issues that, that may be there or a cause of being out on the streets. That that does take a toll. No, absolutely. Finding a job, somewhere to live for a while to get back into the, the workforce. Yeah. There's There's a lot. That, that can be done and i think it takes it's a team effort oh absolutely it's everybody yeah and it's hard it's you know the ministries that they do provide that food they they provide counsel they pr- and, and i love them and they're awesome you know and it is hard there's you know, it's like what's what's the right answer you know it's like nah it's like i don't i don't know it's like let's sit down at a table and let's talk and pray and, and see what see what happens cool um we have uh jerry Plummer who's watching and we've met her before yeah. and we've had her daughter lida yes. in the studio a couple times I think the first time that she came on was uh, we had a sure, an event in last December, and she came and performed, and she was great. And now she's uh, like I would consider one of our our good friends. And she gave me advice the other day because on my my Instagram I zoomed in really close to this pimple, and she said, <laughs> "I said send help." And then like there was really people who gave it. I was like, I appreciate all of you right. people who I, actually sent advice. I didn't give advice. I'm sorry. I'm not your real friend. Well, Lida is. <laughs> Thank you, Lida. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> right now it's 1048. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. We're going to be on till 11 a.m. We're talking about an event that's taking place in Galveston this Saturday. We're also talking about the current state of, of the church, Christianity. What can we do? What can you do to make a difference in the community? Because a lot of times you feel like, I'm just one person. Mm-hmm. But that's the benefit of being a part of something bigger than yourself. That, that, that is kind of the whole point is what can I do today that makes a difference? You know, you and I, we wake up every morning and we do this show. And I was thinking earlier when we had uh, Cheryl in from the tax office, right? Like some of that information that she was spitting out, I had no idea about, yeah. you know, and we were able to share that information. Yeah, that's not us spreading the gospel per se or, or bringing people to Christ, but I feel like having an informed public Absolutely. Having an informed community is all about Christianity. And I think that's huge. Yes. Yeah. But so Any, what can you do today? Yeah, what can you do today to make a difference? Just being a you know, being a law abiding citizen, making sure that you're up to date, that your car, you know, DMV, everything's taken care of because you can't do what you need to do, what you're supposed to do, what is planted inside your heart if you are 
you know, paying fines. If you are getting arrested because you're <laughs> you owe money to, right. to the government. See, that was the other thing last night. Last night, Gardy sent me this video of a lady who was getting pulled over, and it was a simple like, "Hey, this is an eighty dollar ticket," and it, she like, had a light out on the back, oh, bright wow. light. right? Yeah. And yeah. she's like, "Oh, I knew about it six months ago," and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm giving you a ticket because yeah. obviously a warning's not going to fix this." And she, like, made a big deal about it, like, drove off. Fled like, the police. Yeah, fled the police and then was, like, a, like not, She you got know. tased. Sure. <laughs> this is an interesting video. But I, I told you I came in today and I said, man, I feel bad for this person because here was a simple situation where she loses $80. Sure. Right? But now it's, like. Turned into something else. Something bigger. And I felt uncomfortable and I felt uneasy with that video only because I maybe I was putting myself in her shoes and I'm like, man. Here is a situation that, okay, maybe she didn't want it to escalate, and it escalated quickly, and now she can't go back and take that back. Sure. But I was thinking about it as I was walking away after our conversation today. I think it's empathy. You know, like a lot of times maybe people need to take a step back and put put themselves in somebody else's shoes for that sure. day. You know, because you and I, Gardy, or as well, you know, it's you can have a bad day. It's it, it can it can go something bad, but as somebody's walking by, like somebody came up to me the other day, we, we were dealing with a lot of issues on Sunday. The guy walked over to me. He's like, "Man, you just made someone really upset because of your interaction." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Whoa. And he goes, "Yeah, you you told him like, hey, excuse me, I need to get through here," and the guy apparently had an issue with it. And I was like, "Bro, I'm I." I need to get this done. Yeah. Like I'm in a hurry. There's there's an issue. There's a market going on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry that that person got offended. But let's have some empathy. Sure. And <laughs> for me, for but me, then, but, then, <laughs> but then flipping it around, and I was like, okay, maybe that person also was having yeah. a, an issue. And so I did. I went back and I apologized. I said, hey, I'm really sorry. This is what what was going on. I'm sorry that you felt that you had a, a bad interaction. And I think. A lot of times we we don't we don't take that step back and have empathy no, for a situation. This is a we we came here to talk about a comedy show. I know, right? We're we getting all serious a now. A lot, lot of <laughs> other things as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you just need to be careful, you know, because you're not just representing yourself. Right. Whenever people think of you, they think of KHEA, they think of a bun alive, they think of you know the body guys. Sure. Whenever people think of you, you know, they think of of coastal, they mm-hmm. think of Galveston, your ministry, and everything else. So it's Absolutely. like every little interaction. Can me can lead to something else, but it can also be a witness and use that no, as absolutely. a tool, you know. So that's good, man. Here's a comment from Michelle. She said, "Hey, how do we get him? You know, in apartments of their own." She also shared a story where she said she's in Baytown. She saw a homeless man in Baytown. She bought him uh, some oranges and a tacos. He was in his seventies with no shoes. It was raining. Went home, found him some flip flops, and uh, it makes you feel good as well. You sure. know, to be able to know you're making a difference and. And hopefully, you know, it's a seed. And that I feel like that's a one of the biblical principles, you know, like planting a seed. You may no, not absolutely. be the person who, like, sees the harvest, but, hey, they're going to see that later down the road. Be like, hey, be blessed. God, you know, God bless you. No, and just absolutely. make a little difference. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you talk about empathizing with people, you know, and I I think it with, within the church culture, like, if, if you truly, you understand how you've been uniquely created and made, like, there's no other you on the planet. And like a lot of people don't think about that. We're always trying to be someone else. You know, I want to be like that person. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like if you come to that realization of how you've been uniquely created, you've been uniquely designed and things that God woven into you, you know, and then you're okay with that, you know, and then you're able to live in that way. When you start talking about the body, you know, it's, it's okay. You're the, the index finger or the pinky toe or whatever. 
um, and then it's all working working together, you know, in, in those interactions. You also mentioned something earlier, like, you know, you feel like everybody is created for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that desire inside your heart, like God put that there. Absolutely. You know, you're unique. If you say, man, I see somebody out there and I bet I can uh, I can help feed them or yeah. like maybe I want to know how to do this. You know, those those are things that that are put there for a reason. Absolutely. And then you just have to just do some research. And sometimes if you see something missing, maybe it's it's you that's supposed to start it. Yeah, and that, to me, that's the cool part too. Is we talk about our witness, or you talk about you know sharing the good news of Jesus. If it's if it's in that you know situation where it's you may meet someone who's meant to do this thing, and that comes alive inside them, and that was your role. You know, it's not even they're supposed to become necessarily like you. You know, I mean, in some ways, yes, when you talk about discipleship, but but in that is like, man, how can we speak into a person? You know, what's already inside there for that to come come alive? You know, which. To me, that's what I saw a lot of what, what Jesus does when he's walking around with his disciples. He's calling them to the thing that they were really meant meant to be, you know, and do. And now we sit here really because of that, you know, 2,000 mm-hmm. years later. So we have a couple minutes left. Can we remind everybody one more time the name of the, the collective, the event that's mm-hmm. taking place this Saturday, how they can find out information? Absolutely, yeah. So Awakening Collective, uh, it's just a collection of ministries. You can go to awakeningcollective.com. Uh, uh, or on Facebook, uh, there's also Reflection Center House of Prayer. Um, that's ongoing prayer throughout the island, throughout the island, multiple times a week. And then the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Show that's coming this Saturday, August 3rd, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. at the Galveston Convention Center. And you can get tickets online uh, again at WakeningCollective.com or Laugh Out Loud Comedy Show on Facebook. Is there anything else you'd like to share while you're here today? Man, I don't know. This is cool. Uh, <laughs> we hit I, on a lot. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, I, I didn't know, like, what we were going to be talking about. But, no, I just think in overall, like, uh, in regards to Galveston, like, there's just a, there's a cool excitement going on within the church, and it's cool to be a part of it. Awesome. You know, we, we got a, a busy couple of, of days uh, left in our week. You know, we have a, a packed show tomorrow I'm super excited about. And so tune in tomorrow morning, 830-ish. So that way you can listen in. We're going to have Furniture Zone, which is located in Dickinson and is a proud partner of KHGA. And we're going to have Brock Dumont. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Dumois. But he does Doom Surf and uh, Wakeboarding. Wakeboarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down with Wakeboarding? I, uh, Doomswell I, is his brand. Doomswell, yeah, that's right. I, I know that brand, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Brock, he's a good guy. Um, He's been doing it for for a little bit now, and he's doing some really big things. Local local dude. I saw him out like surfing the other day. Like he was like, man, we just decided to go hang out, and I'm like, man, that would be the life. Just wait, you like, were surfing? He was with all of his friends, and I didn't get invited. <laughs> like man, Brock, I thought we were buddies. You checking your phone? I'd be like, is it? Is this thing on? AT and T's messing up again. I, I'm gonna bring that up tomorrow. So it might just be ready. that that Leak City. Uh, dead zone. Nine, nine, oh, man. 96. Man. Man. And then also on <laughs> Friday, we're going to be talking to Reggie about Stay Recruited. They're doing a backpack drive. And then Billy from the Iron Den. So two more shows that are going to be packed. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, and then we're going to be talking a lot still about our Talk of Taco cook-off that's taking place October 12th. If you love tacos like we do and you feel that you have the best taco, we want you to enter a cook-off team. So you can do it yourself. It's 100 bucks. You get entry into the entire event. There's some awesome prizes. We're going to be talking about those as we get closer. We want to hear from you. What would you like to see for a prize if you win? Do you have the world's best tacos? What do you What do you think, Jay? Like, what What's a good prize? Like, if you had a cook-off team or you know somebody that, that does cook-offs, like, what kind of prizes would they want to see? Obviously, a taco trophy. 
But what else? I mean, there's cash, a car, a yeah, boat, I mean, a surfboard, do uh, well. Yeah, you could get a you know you get a surfboard donated. But man, I go to uh man get a I don't know get some taco truck out there or something like that help out or. If the people that are making tacos, they obviously like to cook. Maybe it's an oven. Maybe it's a stove. Oh. Maybe it's a, you know. See, this is, this. we were talking before. I'm like, man, everyone's just going to say cash. Idea. Everyone's just going to say, give me the cash, but. But yeah, man, you get a, a, a sweet, oven? yeah, you get a sweet six top stove top in your house. And you're like, man, I got this because I made an awesome taco. Like the on. ultimate cooking, like supply. I don't know. Like that, that's a great idea. So October twelfth, starting at I think nine o'clock is when the event's going to take off. It's going to be right here at six hundred one Delaney Road in Abundant Life Christian Center, Lamarck, Texas. So get ready. We're super excited. Yeah. If there's an event bright link. We'll share that in the comments here soon, so that you can enter in to win the Talk of Taco Cookoff. Four categories: chicken, beef, seafood, chef choice, overall champ. You got it. Yeah, we, we're teaming up with the United Way, Galveston County, to uh, put this on, and it's going to benefit them as well. So we're excited to be able to help these these nonprofits in our area that, that depend on, on the United Way. And if you're a business owner and you want to sponsor with us, send us a message. We can get you that information. We do need partners to continue to say, hey, we want to help. We want to. There's some awesome packages involved in it. Also, here's some comments that I just have to read before we end the show. This is from Ben. He said, give him a taco truck. That would be awesome. Hey, get a, the food truck. And then here's one. Uh, Michelle said, an oven. And Richard said, more tacos as a prize. I love That's it. Right. Who doesn't love more tacos? More tacos. Awesome. I'm about a dragon? A dra- Dragons love tacos. Have you seen the second book? I haven't. There's dra- and it's, it involves time travel. I don't want to blow the story, but it involves time travel. <laughs> Dragons love tacos, too. Go pick it up. I like the art. I like the art in the book. <laughs> It's for the, I read it for the pictures. It's KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. Coming up next is North Point Inside Out. Death was arrested. You can stream us from KHEARadio.com. Better yet, download the KHEA Radio app. Google Play, App Store. Search KHEA. It pops up. Be blessed. Facebook. Keep it real. Bye, guys. Share this video. Thanks, guys. Bye.